You get us in bin. You get us in bin. You get us in bin. <laughs> Boys, I'm not sure if it's the best rugby league competition in the world or if it's an episode of the April Winfrey show. Round seven, fair bit of sin bidding. Uh, AFL gather round, City of Churches turned it on. A lot of people there braving the wet uh, and some good attendances down there in Adelaide. Cricket, our Delhi Capitals are still stinking it up. There's a few Aussies <laughs> playing for Mumbai. Maybe we'll jump on the, the old Mumbai Indians <laughs> train, although they're not going much better than Delhi. NBA, giddy up. Uh, Josh Giddy having an absolute uh, worldly game there for OKC in the play-ins. We'll be chatting all things play-ins and play-offs. EPL, could Chelsea get relegated? Probably not, but it's a fun thing to think about. <laughs> and the final round, very quick final round tonight. few biffs, Jake Paul, Nate Diaz, et cetera, et cetera. G'day, welcome to On The Esky, Aussie sports podcast, where we like our Australian sports, we like our footy, we like our cricket, but we also like talking about the wider world of sports. On YouTube, we have timestamps. Check it out. Um, you can skip to the sports that you like. Uh, and also we have uh, Instagram, Facebook and the like. So check us out on that. We like to start off the show by shouting a beer to commend excellent work in the sporting arena during the week. I'll pass it over to you, Sean. Nice green hat yes, uh, that you've yes. got, got on there. One of the three that, that's in your rotation. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> who are you shouting up this week? That's right. Who, uh, are you, who are you shouting a beer this week? Uh, following in from the intro, I'm shouting a beer to the Sin Bin. Uh, I thought it was an interesting kind of tidbit uh, this week with uh, through, what was it, seven rounds. It was 43 sin bins so far. I think it was 45 if you include the two from today's game of the Raiders and Dragons um, compared to the 20-odd uh, last season and 19, I think the year before. Uh, the sin bin has been at the forefront of the NRL, uh, which has been quite interesting. And I thought the, the history of the sin bin, the actual word, you know, use, like commit sin, go to a bin, uh, was quite interesting. Uh, I think a few churches maybe could implement that and it might be an interesting take uh, on asking for some forgiveness. But, yeah, 1981, I think, uh, Rugby League introduced the sin bin uh, and Barry Jensen, I think, was the first to officially be put in the sin bin. Uh, but it's more terminology, I think, used by us officially uh, ice hockey, I think, is where the slang comes from with uh, the penalty box and they obviously must refer to it a little bit about sin bin and that's kind of where uh, the history books say it originated but the official sin bin uh, for the NRL was 1981 and there's been a fuckload of them uh, mm. so far this season. So, yeah, I, we'll have to see how that progresses and uh, um, whether they maintain their heavy-handed uh, approach to policing the game. Mm. Enjoy your beer, courtesy of the Esky, the Sin Bin. You just pour it down that big yeah. throat of the bin. That's it. <laughs> Monks, I don't know if this guy's old enough to drink, uh, but uh, who you got? Maybe not, maybe not. Um, yeah, so I am shouting Gout Gout a beer. Uh, he is an Australian runner uh, in the Australian Junior Athletics uh, Championships. He won and the 200-metre race, uh, breaking the 21-second mark, uh, coming – Finishing the race at 20.87 seconds, uh, breaking the record that was previously held by um, three people, uh, Darren Clark, Paul Green and Zane Barco, Banco, sorry, Branco. Branco. I was missing letters every single time I, mm. I said that last mm. name. Um, yeah, so just huge props to to young 15-year-old um, racing in under-18s race. Um, just absolutely smash 200 metres. Um, what was the time that he ran? He ran twenty 
point eight seven. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Split that over hundred meters and still running very mm. quick. Mm. Uh, yeah, so great to great to see youngsters in um, Australian camp putting up nice nice numbers. Obviously, leading into probably for us the Australian uh, Olympics coming up mm. in a few years time um, up in Brisbane. Yeah, so great to see great to see that. And just the one beer for gout gout. <laughs> yeah, just the one beer. Uh, we don't want to give him. Two yeah. beers for two two sets of gout. I don't know if you double can gout. Do that, yeah. Flare it up. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Peppy? Yeah, expensive one for me, boys. I'm going to shout the Matildas a mm-hmm. beer. Uh, it was just a friendly over there uh, in the UK, but they did beat the defending European champions in England two zip. Uh, England uh, really dominated possession in this one, but we came away with the bickies. Uh, another nice sort of thing from this game was uh, three players from each side. Uh, had no names on their jersey to represent one in three people in the UK who will develop dementia. Most people, uh, you know, know someone affected. Uh, you know, if it's not your nan, it's uh, it's someone that you you know you've come in in contact with. So, um, good little bit of awareness there, and and good from our girls getting a, a massive sort of mental victory over the Poms, who are who are pretty handy at the moment. And it's the last uh, game for the Matildas for a little bit. Uh, mm. They just have the one friendly against France uh, and then into a home World Cup. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. enjoy responsibly, girls, and uh, and hoping for big things come uh, July. I think that you missed Definitely. one major thing about this story. Guess mm. how long England's unbeaten streak was? 30, 30, 30 matches. 30, 30, 30. 30 matches. Yeah. They yeah. run for 31 well. and the Australians uh, broke that for them. Yeah. Impressive. Always good to get a win over the old enemy. Oh, definitely. <laughs> In any sport. <laughs> Indeed. Mop of the week time. Uh, yes. Look, I, I'm going to announce it, but one of you boys can go give it to him personally uh, because <laughs> Victor the Inflictor, you'd hate to get on the wrong side of him. Uh, and again, sort of sticking with the sin bin theme of tonight's episode and, uh, you know, the last few weeks. Uh, but most sin bins in the uh, NRL era for, for Victor with mm-hmm. eight. Sean, you get the story? Yeah, well, I think you, you kind of highlighted there with calling him the, you know, in Victor. He's, he's been punishing ball carriers, uh, well, the ball runners, essentially mm. the first receivers, a little too much uh, coming in with those late hits, uh, slightly a bit lazy and having to be sat down. Uh, and yes, so he's got eight sin bins uh, in his career so far. Latrell mm. was second at seven. Um, and then you have to go to Billy Slater, uh, who's been retired for a couple of years now, um, who at six. So, yeah, there's been questions asked about Victor Radley and his playing style um, with uh, the, you know, every Roosters game basically at the moment has its obligatory uh, Victor Radley Simbin in it. Mm. Um, so whether that means his style of play needs to change it all a little bit. Um, yeah. I think some of Trent Robinson's comments post game is like, yes, we've got to work on that kind of that area. We don't want him, you know, to be missing um, large portions of the game because he's really an eighty minute dude. Mm, yeah, um, and maybe he just wants cheap breaks. That's why I was just like, the rest, I'll, I'll hit his ball carry and sit <laughs> down for some 10. excuse to get off the field. Yeah, but but either way, yes, he's he's quickly uh, racking up the sin bins. Um, I think that was his third this year. Um, I know he had this one. This one, this round, he had one last round, and I think he had one uh, early in the season already. So uh, his numbers fastly, uh, quickly rising because of it. I think as well, uh, they might be one and seven or zero oh and eight in in games where he does go to the bin. So uh, obviously, you know, an enforcer on the field, and teams love that. Uh, mm-hmm. But if it's costing your team 
you know, premiership points. Yep. Uh, and we know how dear every game is in, in the rugby league. Uh, maybe, yeah, Victor needs to adjust his playing style. Uh, it is a shame a little bit for the neutral because he has no regard for his own body whatsoever. Um, yeah. Just throwing it around. But, yeah, if, if he's, you know, putting other players at risk and, and, you know, ultimately it's a team game and if your team's losing every time you end up in the bin, mm-hmm. um, you know, thank you for your... Uh, shouting a beer and giving us the 45-year <laughs> history of, of the said sin bin. Um, yeah, I think Victor maybe needs to think about uh, the way that he's going about things. Yeah, and a few of them are brain snaps. I know the last one last week was, you know, he was a step late and he hit the, the first receiver of the halfback, I think, uh, high in the head. And so uh, in today's football, yeah, that you're going to sit down for 10. Um, mm. I didn't see who won from the other night, but I assume it was probably of the same sort of variety. Um, you know, a bit of a late hit trying to be aggressive and, yeah, having to sit down. Mm. Anyway, it's like I said, uh, you can go tell him. <laughs> 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 Here's your mop from the Esky oh, Victor yes. and also for choosing to play for England. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, that does lead us into uh, round seven. Let's talk some rugby league. I, I also can't wait to have to talk about his eligibility when we start talking about state of origin in a couple of weeks. Well, it should, it should be done now yeah, that he's for England. Well, yeah, it should yeah. be ruled out. Yeah, well, yeah. it is. I guarantee Fittler's going to fight hard for to get him in the squad. Uh, maybe. I think <laughs> back row probably pretty sorted. Mm. Anyways, mm. Uh, let's wrap up this round seven. Uh, it did mm-hmm. kick off Thursday night with the Dolphins going down 14 points to 36 against South. I have a, well, I have been meaning to ask you this. You, you're not too bad at the fins up. What's a fins down? Can you do a fin like a sad dolphin or a dying dolphin? <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. Fins down, fins down. Uh, just been torn to shreds by a great white shark. Fins. In, in this case, a little rabbit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Go figure. Yeah. Uh, but it yeah. was uh, little rabbit versus big rabbit. It was mm-hmm. uh, apprentice versus master, and the apprentice Jason Demetrio. Getting the bickies in this one. He did say during the week, of course, he was going to say it, that Wayne Bennett is the goat of coaching, uh, having been his understudy for quite some time. Trell Mitt, he's playing pretty good footy after a little bit of a quiet start to the year. Uh, instrumental in this one, he had a meat pie, try assist, uh, 100-odd metres gain. But uh, we've got to start talking about Campbell Graham, boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mm. currently leads the NRL uh, or co-leads it with eight tries. He does lead the NRL with 10 line breaks. Uh, he's nearly run for 1,000 metres uh, in seven games. Um any chance he breaks into this origin side? Now, I'm going to probably rule out playing in the centres. Yeah, it's, a, it's basically a wing option now with the yeah. Fox hurt. Yeah, that, that's essentially uh, True. essentially the chat. Uh, and there's been some silly chat about putting Turbo in the wing and try to put um, someone like Whiten in the centre so he can then play Nico Hines at six. So, yeah, there, there's been some uh, interesting kind of conversations about trying to break into this stacked uh, back line that is mm. from somewhere else. Yeah. And we'll get to Hines in, in just a second. But, yeah, I think there's probably a world where Campbell Graham does have a have a five on his back mm-hmm. uh, come origin time. Mm-hmm. We can start talking about origin now. The, uh, early on in the year people will say, oh, it's too early, it's too early. Start We've got a month. About. It's only a month away, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I definitely uh, have to consider it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you'd think Latrell and Turbo probably play three and four with, yep. with Teddy uh, having the one on his back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, you hate to see, you know, uh, Josh Car, the Fox going down with that syndesmosis last well, week. The, um, I think they were saying, no, he won't make game one. He'd be able to make it's about two. Yeah, so. yep. uh, best case scenario is probably eight weeks. Yeah. 
And still, they come back and then go play into form. Plus, you're a speedster, and plus you've just isn't, had a isn't the incumbent either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, it'll be tough. I, I think that if anything, it's Daniel Tupu's spot that's up for question, um, and they might look to replace him with someone. And Kevin Graham maybe fits into that a little bit, but then again, he's not really a winger. So I think he'd be fine out on the wing, um, and he's definitely not doing his chances any harm. No. You know, he's already been in the system and. And being um, an extra, uh, you know, carried through the last few Origins, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he breaks into the starting seventeen this year. Agreed. Another little bit of um, South news: uh, they they've actually moved their home base uh, from Redfern to Maroubra, new sixty million dollar oh. centre of excellence uh, out at Heffron Park, Maroubra. So a lot of history at uh, at Redfern Redfern Oval mm-hmm. um, was that was their home for half their premierships. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got the old map out, boys, and I was like, Maruba <laughs> is – it is still South Sydney Territory, but there is some sort of strange line about Coogee, I think, yeah. where, it's, where it's, it switches <laughs> over to uh, to Chook's Territory. Uh, mm-hmm. But it is interesting now that, um, yeah, they're, they're going to be moving from Redfern. I think it's, it's like literally happening, um, you know, mid-season. Um, so, yeah, a lot of history. Uh, they, they played at Redfern until the 90s, you know, the old suburban grounds. Yeah. Uh, possibly the most iconic <coughs> suburban ground. Yeah, it was one of the – it was their big kind of spot when they got back into rugby league as well mm. um, to get their licence back and <coughs> the celebrations from all, all that, you know, ending up at Redford Oval. So it was, it's a big part of their history. Um, so, yeah, Redford uh, – I don't know what they do. What, what do they do with that ground now? Does it just become – New South Wales Carp. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm sure it'll still get used. Yeah. It's just the, I think the training facilities, um, you know, given some of the other teams' uh, state-of-the-art facilities these days, um, South were thinking, well, we're, we're a big money club. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We need a big money facility. Exactly. We've got some coin to burn. So. Indeed. Yeah. That's the way, the way the sports world's gone at the moment. Now, Sharks 22 beat Roosters 12 at Points Bet Stadium. Um, and that man, Nico Hines... A little bit quiet in the first half, but he absolutely turned it on in the second half. Uh, and it's the first talking point from this Friday night is Nego Hines. Does he break into that origin side? Dally M, um, one of, if not the best player in the league right now. Did we mention he got paid last week? Did, did that happen? I, I can't remember when exactly that happened, but he got paid as well. Yeah, so signed on until 2029. Yeah. Uh, Six-year deal. Biggest deal in Sharks history. Yeah. Seven mil, I think, in total. Said he'd sign a 20-year deal yeah. and have, you know, going into a coaching role uh, if, if that was available, <laughs> something along those lines. That's his career, isn't it? Because he's a he's uh, late he's, starter too. Yeah, he's not that he's not that young. Can you I feel find, like he's like 26. Yeah, tw- yeah maybe, maybe. Jimmy? 25, 26? Yep, 26. Oh, yeah. nice. So six, that's like 32. So yeah, that's basically it, he plays whole That was definitely the, his peak years. Yeah. yeah. But it just shows that, you know, well, he's he he's peaking his powers now mm. and he's really the heart um, of that Sharks team and they, they've played a lot better since he's been back. And yeah, yes, he yeah. should play six, but he, hopefully they don't beat him. <laughs> well, <laughs> from, from, the, from the blue jersey of the Sharks to the blue jersey of – the New South Wales Blues, he, ha- he has to be in the 17. I don't care if you want to try and use him as a utility, although I think Whiten might be better suited to that or possibly Burton. Well, Whiten played probably his worst game of the season today. So mm. um, he, he, <clears throat> I think Nico Hines is probably in the 
you know, run a form. Jack's got a, a month to kind of sort his play. And Burton to, probably not yeah. exactly at yeah. where he was last year. And then – Doggy struggling. And then the big question is do you just break up that Penrith's, you know, 6-7, mm-hmm. 13 uh, and does Jerome Luai miss out? Because you'd think, you know – on a head v, you know, head to head sort of one on one sort of comparison, uh, Nico's probably got him covered in in all aspects. Yeah, well, if you're doing the the schoolyard picking teams, mm. then yeah, Nico mm. Hines will probably get picked first. Mm. So it's a uh, going to be a tough decision um, for for the Blues to make, and and Freddie's going to have to think about it. But uh, yeah, what do you do? Do you go with you know arguably the best player in the comp, um, you know, playing a little out of position in a, in a new combination, or do you, you do you go with the um, you know the incumbent and and the mm-hmm. combination of of the Panthers boys in Luai and Cleary that's been there for the last few years? Yeah. Yeah. Second talking point from Friday night, six sin, bin, sin bins. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to, you know, uh, arc on about it too much, uh, but there was three in this one, there was three in the next game. And uh, it was – it kind of felt a little bit different in terms of viewership or viewing the game. It, it mm. felt like rugby league's definitely taken a bit of a turn uh, into the way that they want to officiate. The hip drop seems to be a big part of this. Um, we've spoken about it on this podcast before, but I suppose we're going to have to keep talking about it. Yeah, uh, it's what's gonna, your take, Sean? It's going to be the big, the big topic, and um, I think we, we ran the stats. It was ten simbins in total for this round across all of them. Um, seven through through the first three games, so they uh, tiled it down a little bit. <laughs> um, there were uh, there were two in the Raiders game today, but both of those were professional power. Fouls and were warranted. So cheating fucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, but a lot of them have to do with uh, a player intent to you know injury. So it's either something's high, something's late, or a tip drop. Yeah. That's that's where we're getting um, getting these uh, sim bins from. So. Uh, hip drop is is the big one at the moment. Um, it's probably as we talked about last week, because the biggest grey area. So that's why it's the mm. hardest. Um, I think I put Billy Slater's quote in there later that you know there's about twelve hip drops a game, and mm. um, there's not yep. being refereed consistently. Mm-hmm. And and some of the stuff, you know, maybe isn't hip drops, but then like a guy wraps around and gets caught up in the legs, and then you, you know you cause injury to the legs, and it looks bad, so that they you know get get set into the bin as well. Um, this one, so it kind of like he, the the, nat, the nat butcher, uh, butcher one. Um, yeah. He grabs him around the waist and then kind of slides down and then he lands on the back. That of the was legs. momentum. That uh, yeah. you talk about intent. There's no intent there to land yeah. on Mortalo's legs. Yeah. It, it, that was just pure momentum, and he ends up in the bin. Yeah, I think we covered that yeah. last week as well. When a guy's like running through the line and you're trying to bring him down as he's going through the line, uh, you're essentially facing backwards. So you are mm. going to end up in that kind of position. Um, I saw one which was probably worse than that was more like a horse collar um, and uh, <coughs> that I didn't think ended up in anything. But there was, there was some yeah, – like I was saying, it's, it's just hard to officiate. It's hard to cover the, the different types of um, potential. Like some end up with bad injuries and some end up with nothing and then it just – That, just, sh- that just, shouldn't be a factor really. No, but I, I – I guess a lot of these aren't being adjudicated by the referee on the field. They're getting the replay from the booth. And the booth is saying, hey, that looks bad. That looks like a hip drop. Send him off for 10. So, mm. uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to be, you know, the, the pinnacle of the game, we always talk about they, they have a big stance on something leading up into the start of the, start of the season, probably like escalates magic round. And then, you know, we've got to see how are they going to officiate this come origin. 
because um, uh, I guarantee the tired bodies and the, the, the high impact and brutal nature of origin um, uh, there'll be hip drop aplenty. So <laughs> and I guarantee there'll be less in bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because um, it will it will affect and change the outcomes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've seen that a lot of lot of clubs that get the simbins end up losing. So you summed it up perfectly uh, with two words when you said grey area. Yeah, it's uh, mate Fifty Shades of Grey. If uh, if, uh, if it wasn't about uh, rooting, it would, it would be about <laughs> hip drops, yeah. which you know you know, I suppose you. Interpret that in in a way that you might, yeah. uh, but it's it's hard it's hard to watch at the moment. I must I must admit. And yes, you do care about player welfare. You don't want blokes out there fracturing their you know their shins because a guy's landing on there when he could have made an effort to not land on on their mm. on their legs. But some of them, yeah, like that butcher one that we just watched. Yeah, you can't run. It's just momentum. Legs. It's you can't just run momentum. without legs. So you you try to wrap up the legs and. Uh, in some instances, yeah, that means you'll end up falling on it. Mm. Incidentally, uh, I, I think yes, put. I think players will learn very quickly that they have to do their best intent to not, um, you know, end up kind of falling in that leg area. Mm. Uh, but I, I think they will probably still struggle with it for a, a large part of uh, the game in the season. Um, I will say though. Uh, with the amount of sim binnings they're having, it's kind of equaling out the games because each team kind of gets their own sim bin period because <laughs> um, there's that many at the moment. It's like, well, you got your sim bin in the first half, you get yours in the second. Um, but it's, I don't know, it's just not great viewing overall because you get the, you know, they're on 12 men, they're on 12 men. Um, heaven forbid we get down to 11. Because, um, mm. yeah, because yeah. It, it, is, it is tough. It is a challenge. Second game Friday night, which also featured three sin binnings, uh, was the old Battle of Brookvale. Manly uh, coming out winners eighteen to eight over Melbourne in this one. Uh, big sort of shift. Cam Munster having to go to fullback with uh, Nick Meany out, and uh, Jonah Pezzett comes back in. Yeah, they just didn't look right, I don't think. Yeah, which is strange because Cam must have played fullback a little bit last year when Pappy was out and absolutely lit it up a few times. But uh, yeah. they were they were targeting him manly. They put a few big shots on him, and um, I don't know if that was a, a game plan kind oh, of thing. Definitely try to take try to take him mm. out of the game. Um, you know, tire him out, making him run back hard, and then belt him in the process. So uh, yeah, definitely was kind of a plan, and he might not have got as good a service as he's had in the past uh, playing out fullback, and maybe stifled them a little bit. And Manly are a good squad, and when they when they stand up, um, you know, get the turbos firing a little bit, then DCA just needs to do what he needs to do. And speaking of DCA, absolute masterclass from him. Uh, he's looking yeah. really, really good. Hasn't really slowed down at all this year. Uh, boys, we spoke what a few episodes about the ago about the South um, and Chooks rivalry. This rivalry is pretty heated and mm-hmm. uh, and in. Intense these days, or you know, over the last yeah. fifteen years, you know, yeah, since well, they the, played back to back grand finals. Exactly, there other. was that period where they were both say that the top of their powers and mm. back to back, you know, playing in premierships, um, either against each other or leading into it. So. And as a <laughs> bloke that doesn't really like either of these teams historically, <laughs> always good to watch them bash the shit out of each other. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, question on DCE: Do you think he's uh, Origin Queensland halfback? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I think they'd then pick him at seven and have Hunt playing as a utility. Um, you know, it's worked for yeah. him in the past. I, so I, I, I don't think really think like Walker's no, stood up no, enough. No, and he's not probably yet. not ready for that kind of. No. Yeah. So yes, I tend to agree that uh, might be easier to pick some of the Queenslanders. I think seven and six would be sorted, barring mm-hmm. injuries. 
Yeah, and that's yeah. Two, two places we just talked about <laughs> in, uh, in, in Munster and DCA. That rolls us into Super Saturday. The Warriors continue uh, the Cowboys' misery, 22-14. to 14. Winners over there at Mount Smart Stadium. Uh, we were speculating about Tamara Martin last weekend. Poor bloke uh, did have a fibula fracture. So that gets Dylan Walker into the six. Played okay. Scored a meat pie. His first one since 2021. Uh, and they had a bit of cattle coming back into the side with Tohu Harris and Dalin Watini Zalesniak. And uh, mm-hmm. the Warriors, they're, they're looking pretty handy. And they're very good at home. So yeah. they're, they're mm. definitely definitely loving that extra advantage, I think, so far. Spoken about it over the last two yeah. and a half years. Uh, you know, the, the old Gosford Warriors, <laughs> mm-hmm. they're, they're pretty happy to be back home. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And it's definitely showing the start this year. And um, I think uh, Sean Johnson is, you know, healthy, fit. That, that's that's where they need him. And he's been very, very good for them. He's been a revelation. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantasy slash super coach, superstar as well. Didn't kick. Particularly well in this one, three of seven, but I uh, didn't end up costing them, and it was a bit of a scrap fest. Actually, they they probably didn't really on paper deserve to win the game, but uh, they did defend their line pretty well. Uh, I think they had thirteen errors and less than half um, of the footy. Boys, we're going to talk a little bit about Jason Taumalolo, uh, mm-hmm. you know, former Daly M winner. Um, at one stage, was head and shoulders the best forward in the game. Mm-hmm. I think he's starting to slow down a little bit. He's only halfway through this super contract. Turns 30 this year. Um, look, obviously, the Cowboys' uh, lack of success so far, does, it's not all on him, but uh, maybe a little bit of a factor. Uh, we see big contracts over in the NFL. You know, we're, we're sort of big fans of American sport. Uh, it's an interesting one, these these long-ended contracts. Mm-hmm. Maybe a good comparison is, is Buddy Franklin, uh, mm-hmm. you know, did a lot early in his in his contract with the Swans, and then obviously he's going to age a little bit. Do you you just go well? It's worth locking him in and and securing him at the moment. I think Todd Payton's already said something along the lines of, "Well, if Tamalolo doesn't play another game, he's already worth the money that we've that we paid." Is that your kind of view of it? Yeah, well, I think the the other side of it for the club also is um, you know he's locked in and has salary cap. Increases, then it becomes less of a burden yeah, against yeah, it. Great so, point. so there's that aspect of it too, um, but you know you're still paying him what uh, trying to pay him a mill a season mm. uh, to be a lot of money for a, yeah. as it stands mediocre yeah. middle forward. Yeah, guy that's playing what sixty minutes um, yeah, at the moment. That, so, yeah. and the fact uh, I think he was pretty okay last year and the year before he was injured. Like he's had a, you know, he had the hand injury and was yeah, in and out yeah. of the squad. So he's broke his hand like two or three year. times. Yeah. So he's had some tough runs in that as well. Um, and I don't, I, I wouldn't say it's just him slowing down. Yeah. Have a look at the whole Cowboys team. Where are they at the moment? They're, they're in struggle town. So uh, they've, yep. I don't know, just like, don't have the same momentum as they did last year so far. You know, I guess uh, they've been found out a little bit as a, uh, from last season as well, a lot of people now know what to expect from the Cowboys, so they're not getting uh, shocked or surprised. So they very much seem to be in struggle town. They just um, haven't been able to score decent points, haven't been able to get anything going. Um, you know, there's nothing really coming out of. Oh, well, he, you know, Deaton played uh, the last Origin game. Uh, mm. I don't, mm. don't think he's be in, in the conversation at the moment with, with the way the the halves have been playing. And, they're just really not getting anything out of the out of the backs. You know, Felt scored his first try last week. Um, uh, yeah, they're in, like I said, struggle town. 
Struggling to score yeah. points is the is the key, I think, from from what you've just said there. This is uh their their totals uh, from round one. 19, 16, 12, 24, well done, 14, 22, and 14. So two two times they've scored more than 20, 20 points. Yeah. You don't tend to win too many games if, uh, if that's the case. Well, Defensively, pretty solid, but, uh, mm. yeah, they're obviously missing something in attack. Mm. And maybe that's a little bit of go forward, a little bit of that um, pack not really getting over the advantage line for them to – to push them into the positions they need to to open up that space for the big and um, for the little men for the the back line, so yeah, it's definitely that's the way I feel. Struggle town. Have Newcastle at home uh, this week, so if there's any you know match up uh, to get your season well, back on track, perhaps this one. But that's a good segue. segue yeah, considering how well Newcastle played Penrith at home uh, this week on Saturday, uh, finishing mm. up um, really a masterclass, I guess, from Nathan Cleary to win and. And Again, God clutch. <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of the the, the typical. Um, you know, this is the reason why in the NFL they changed the ruling to give the opposition team a chance after mm. you know you hand the ball to Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, let us go straight down the field, get the point, clutch, jo- job done. And yeah, Pen- Penrith, you could see in that last ten they were really lifting to the occasion. Um, they were getting you know seventy meters like every set, and uh, going into overtime they won the toss, got the ball kicked to them. Went down, kicked it, job done within within a you know, couple minutes. So. You do watch too much NFL over over time, but it's, <laughs> it's a good comparison. Yeah, and I just kind of say yeah. it again: clutch, yeah, clutch. Definitely. Definitely. The the pedal to the left of the brake, uh, one of those little <laughs> bad things that chicks wear that don't have the <laughs> handle or whatever. Uh, Nathan Cleary, yeah, they're all clutch. <laughs> clutch. Yeah. Um, Bit of a stretch of a joke there, but anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's he's so good that two point field goal that he kicked off a couple of weeks ago, and then and then two in a row, one to force, um, you know, yeah, we well, missed yeah. his first one, golden point, and then and and then one to win it. Yeah, and uh, give Newcastle a little props. This is a, this is a bit of a fiery game as well. There's a uh, a lot of back and forth in it. Mm. Um, they really got into it, you know, the Tyson Gamble uh, field goal to give them to the lead essentially, um, you know, with two minutes to go and they probably should have held on. But, yeah, like I said, the Penrith just were, were too good. They got the metres when they needed it, um, went through their forward pack and they set it up nicely for Cleary to sort to you know sort it all out. Mm. It's just uh, riding Cleary a little bit there, but another bloke <laughs> that needs a bit of riding, Isaiah Yo. 47 tackles, zero miss. That's obscene in itself. Mm-hmm. 147 mm-hmm. metres gained, two tackle bus. Uh, he is the heart and soul of this Penrith team. Uh, and Phoenix Crossland playing nine, uh, played pretty well for Newcastle. Uh, he'll, be, he'll be there, I suppose, for the foreseeable future. Um, yeah. uh, scans come back during the week. Poor Jaden Braley, uh, ACL confirmed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Liam Martin was her. Hammy, Hammy yeah. I think. So, uh, Recurrent the, hammy, I believe. Yeah, I think there's some concerns for him. And again, going into the origin period, uh, Jimmy might be able to find that. Um, well, we missed Kaloma Tungi as well, mm-hmm. I think, from the South game. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's an, an incumbent second rower in Liam Martin and then a lot of people had sort of highlighted uh, Keon Kaloma Tungi. So uh, that's probably going to be a, a edge back rower's spot available. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaloma Tungi syndesmosis, so definitely will miss. Yeah. Liam Martin's going to depend on the severity of this hammy. Yep, to be confirmed at the moment. Would you be worried with Penrith in their season considering they just scraped past Newcastle or is this just good game management on their own? Hard to tell. You you, you know, last week they go out there and 
put 30 on Manly in 30 minutes and you go, oh, here's, here's the Penrith side that, you know, we've become accustomed to over the last few years. But they have had a few of these sort of, you know, survived a scare here, lost round yeah. one to yeah, Brisbane at home. Um, you know, obviously losing Appy, um, you know, is, is big yeah. big for them. And, yeah. and I think their first half was very average mm. um, from Penrith and that really gave Newcastle, you know, the sniff and they really tried to push it hard in the second. Yep. Um, uh, but Penrith just came home too strong. They were yep. very much on top um, with the last 10 minutes and then into into overtime, into the gun point. Mm. Was there a penalty for hair pulling? Yes, uh, on Luau. Um, mm. uh, he, you know, running down the left sideline. Uh, they grabbed his locks um, uh. <laughs> and, you know, grabbed his locks part plus jersey and then pulled him down with a tackle and then, then got a penalty. Um, and then... You know, that, of course, has uh, piqued the media's interest uh, with the dinosaurs. It's like, oh, then every player should grow their hair out long uh, so they can get, get easy penalties. Um, I was actually surprised to see it was a penalty. Um, but then again, in my head, I, uh, you know, watching too much NFL, I just, <laughs> yeah, I just was like, oh, I thought, you know, their rule is the hair is part of the jersey. It's considered part of it because um, it flaps over it. You know, that's a very much the Troy Palomalo rule because um, I think he got a hair pull in one of his pick sixes. Uh, once as well. Yeah, I remember that. Um, so, you know, the, the clarifying that, yes, if you wear long hair, it's a choice and therefore it is then part of part of the jersey and it's a tackable area. Um, but it, it's an interesting uh, thought considering the mullet is very much uh, very in <laughs> with a well, lot of I don't hear that it's like, what, <laughs> one in three blokes yeah. would have long hair in the, in the league yeah. these days? Just grow it out, you know, past shoulder length and you get the extra potential for penalty if they go up a little high. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Interesting. I'm not sure any if anything will come from this. Maybe the NRL, like I just said, will come out with a clarification on uh, penalty or not. Um, if mm. if it is, you might see a bunch of blokes with the locks flowing um, on, on on the weekend. Here's one for you, and I've just come off the cuff. Uh, mm. Who's a who's a traditional baldy that you would have loved to see with long hair? <laughs> Darren Lockyer comes to mind. Mm-hmm. You imagine? Yeah, he mm-hmm. would look good. I reckon he's wispy. Yeah. Or you got like a Peter Sterling who well, he who, did. Who who did. And then, yeah, you know, he, he's the classic one. He, <laughs> yeah. he had the locks and then lost the lot. Um, I'm thinking of baldies. Who's Oh, current baldies or any yeah. any day baldies? What about the Mad Dog McDougal? Adam McDougal. Yeah, Adam McDougal. Yeah. The Man Shake. <laughs> Not short of a penny these days, no, no, no. Anyways, one to think about. Let us know. Yeah, yeah. Love to hear people's thoughts on hair pulling. <laughs> <laughs> the Broncos get, get the job done uh, in Had a high, high scoring affair against <laughs> the Gold Coast. Uh, they start. They started pretty slow. The old Bronx, and then got it. Uh, the job done in the yeah. second half, seven separate try scorers. Did you catch much of this? I didn't, uh, but I did watch the highlights after I saw the score in this. Um, <laughs> uh, 50 points in 30 minutes, essentially, um, yeah. in that second half. Uh, about the you know 10 minutes in the second half is about when they when they turned it on. Uh, I think the Titans scored two tries and um, the Brisbane themselves scored... Seven? Seven, yeah. Yep. I think, yeah, I'm... A, I didn't. It wasn't so, thirty. It was thirty yeah. points. Yeah, they scored thirty points. So there was four. In the four second. from Brisbane in the last thirty minutes, and mm-hmm. two from the Titans. Six and thirty. Six and thirty. So yeah, it was a bit of a try fest. End it. Um, two of those were long range, like um, yeah, either a kick was put through or uh, like a failed intercept that they put on the boot. Yeah. And then the long range, like proper long range tries, going 80, 80, 80 meters for it. So. 
Um, you know, I think I said Bronx got all the luck in this one with a couple of those. Uh, Rich Walsh, of course, still elite, um, mm. scored one himself. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, they come back after losing to the Raiders. They've kind of come back to where they, they were putting 40 burgers on people. So we keep talking about origin, don't we? Uh, Rich Walsh <laughs> going to play for Queensland? Ooh, uh, he m- probably he probably won because Ponga's – Yeah. Um, you choose him over Ponga. At, at this that stage, current form, yeah. yeah. Um, and do you fit Ponga in as 14? Um, but then, you know, he's been hunt really stiff to miss out in that, in that regard. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be – that's probably, you know, the, the most interest um, mm. is who, who will play one. Walsh is uh, yeah. probably locking that up at the moment. Um, and whether – do you play Ponga on the wing maybe? Maybe there's a wing spot. Cobbo and Kate, uh, Coates pretty handy. Yeah, hey, Coates have been mm. playing well for, for Melbourne. Um, Even look like at their centres, Holmes, Gagai's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're, they're, they're the incumbents. They're Probably like the those. only person yeah. that, that might have something to say about that is the Hammer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but Hammer's kind of shown his – well, yeah, do you play the Hammer on the wing or do you, again, put him at, at one? Um, uh Tough, tough choices there. I think one is for Queensland. One is probably the, the most interesting. And then if if who they pick at one, who then flows out and plays fourteen for you. Um, Good problem for Billy to have. With last yeah. few years, we've probably always said, "Oh, it's a it's a push in the forward packs." Uh, yeah. Spine maybe a push, maybe slightly Queensland, but the you know the outside backs is New South Wales. Yeah, you know all day yeah. and. And all night, but now some of these young Queensland outside backs are starting to develop and uh, a bit of experience, you know, through the centres with um, with Holmes and Gagai. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting um, interesting decision for the selectors and, and for Billy Slater to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's be interesting if they take – again, you talk a bit about Ben Hunt and Harry Grant, who's nine, who's 14, same, same sort of that conversation. What do you prefer in that? I, but both of them have to play. Yeah. It's just the number on their back. Yeah. There's some, you know, Ruben Cotter or Pat, Patrick Carrigan. Like, there's some, you know, who do you pick out of those guys? So, yeah, if anything, maybe the, the front rowers, I have question marks. I think Welsh probably comes back in that side. Mm. Um, didn't play at all last didn't year. Didn't play at all last year. Um, I think uh, him and Tino m- maybe start and Papa Lee off the, the bench. bench. Yeah, could be. Um, so, yeah, it's same sort of conversations, but, you know, Everyone talks about New South Wales more than they do about Queensland. Oh, Crime everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, r- runs us into yeah. uh, today. The Raiders get a scrappy win against Dragons. There, Sean O's got his mm. green hat on. I've got my Dragons <laughs> hat on. Uh, it was n- just about a scoreless first half until big Tautau Mogger uh, yeah. busted over just before half time. Uh, both teams defended pretty well in that. In that first half, and the game really opened up in the second half. A uh, bit of ill discipline from from the Jacks, Jack DeBell and, and Jack Bird, leading to some Raiders points. Um, and then Canberra pretty much looked to have the game wrapped up before uh, Jack, to go. yeah, before Jack White gave it straight back to Tautau Monga. Uh, yeah, and, and he goes about sixty meters. Uh, he played a pretty good game, old Tautau. Mm. Uh, but the Raiders uh, get the job done. Uh, Ricky emotionless up in the. Uh, <laughs> After, <laughs> after the win, um, Raiders getting their season back on track uh, after starting very poorly, uh, but go up and and get that big upset win last week in Brisbane, and then uh, 
win a win a bit of a slog down uh, in the capital today. Uh, definitely not the best viewing for the neutral with a lot of drop ball, uh, but it, it went down to the wire. Yeah, I, I've, yeah. and uh, the error count was. Dismal. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was 8 1 at the half to the Raiders and then it finished 15 16 or something. <laughs> yeah. It was like high. To, can you get it? Was it 15? Yeah. Uh, 13, 13 14, 14, 14. 27 yeah. errors. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> quick mass is an error every three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, it wasn't a great game. Um, there was a lot of, <laughs> lot, there was, there was a lot of periods where the one team would be buried in one half. But neither of these teams looked like they knew how to score points either. It was like let's do four one-outs at the line and then maybe put it up for a kick and see what happens. Um, yeah, I you know seeing this, I don't think both teams are kind of struggling a little bit at the moment. Um, the Raiders, I think Chris has kind of been playing better as a fullback. Um, he, he kind of looked like he's hitting his straps. Yeah, he's, he, like last week he was you know improving. This week I think he's actually trimmed down a little bit as well, mm. kind of getting into that fullback mould. Uh, which is interesting because you got Savage um, played New South Wales Cup, so he's coming back from his broken jaw next week. You'd imagine, yeah. So does he slide into one, or is with Kotrick maybe Hammy? Does he go as a wing spot potentially? Um, no, I think Savage will go straight to the one, and I think it, it'll be an easy-ish decision. Uh, yeah, given how Kotrick's Hammy ends mm-hmm. up, but he didn't finish the game, so you'd imagine he's not playing next week. And yeah, uh, so so what are you doing in your centres then? If you put, you're pushing Chris into the centres, and Marco is not going anywhere, so you you booting Croker around again. You can't. He, again, he was <laughs> he was great with his boot, like uh, leadership. I, I think it was actually quite interesting because you can see the Dragons targeted him heavily, trying mm-hmm. to you know thinking he was a weak link in the defensive line. He defended pretty well. And yeah, and running the big boys at him, and yeah, he, he did a really solid job. There was um, one in the managed. first half where he went ball and all one on one on Moses Sully. He's yeah. probably got fifteen. Plus kilos yeah, on him and, yeah. and got the job done. Yeah. So I think he's, he's you know, doing his job. He's playing very solidly. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe it doesn't offer you the, the X factor he once did in attack, but he kicks all the goals. I, I don't – did he miss one in this one? I don't feel nah, like don't, he did. I don't no, think he did. He didn't. No. And he, he didn't last yep. week, so he's 100% so far on the season in his two games. So, um, you know, that adds a difference because Lomax on the other side of it couldn't kick anything. The wind, I think, a bit of a factor, yeah. but uh, yeah, it, look, it, it didn't actually cost us the game, no. but, but it, it yeah. uh, more about it closer. Maybe right. you think about two, yeah. you know, two point field goal instead of mm. trying to score with uh, with uh, you know the seventeen seconds to go. Well, I mean, yeah, it was it was three tries apiece. Mm. Lomax didn't kick any of the conversions, mm-hmm. so if he had a converted. Yeah, and Jared Craig would kicked the one, pill, pill, uh, one penalty uh, goal. They both had penalty goals that they both made. Oh, so go. it would so have been a draw game. Kroger, difference again. It's two weeks in a row. Yeah. yeah. So so if you do that, you put Savage and you move Chris, Croker's probably the one you'd drop out of the centres. Uh, but then I don't know who you're going to play on the wing at this point if Kotrick's out because I'm not sure if they would put um, uh, Timoko out there on the wing. Someone has to go out there because Jared Croker cannot be dropped. As simple as that. No. Heard it here first. Cannot as simple as that. <laughs> Undefeated in, so far this season. Capital yeah. letters. Yeah. All right, a bloke that might get dropped. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of interesting chat. Might. <laughs> uh, you know, been in the rugby league rhetoric uh, for the whole season so far. but uh, It was a big week though. There's a lot of different news coming out about it. Anthony yeah. Hook Griffin. Uh, the board is going to meet this week to decide on his future Apparently Billy Slater was asked to reply <laughs> and he said, 
thanks but no thanks. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, taking this Queensland side to win series when we should essentially shouldn't have on paper. Yeah, it, it, yeah, media, of course, beats it up because it's Billy Slater. Um, it's I don't think, And it's media. Yeah, I don't mm. think Billy will take a club job and if he does, the only one he'd take is probably Melbourne replacing Bellamy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, you know, it puts it out there. He's a young mind. He's won an Origin Series and um, Dragons have, you know, put the phone call in and he said, fuck off. <laughs> also one. notorious for poaching Queenslanders. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so that that... That came out of that story and then following that there was more rumours and about Nathan Brown that the club wanted Nathan Brown to come back in some capacity, whether that's as an assistant coach because you've seen that a lot actually in the NRL where they have the assistant mm. coaches, are, you know, a, a former uh, head coach. Um, but I guess for, for those guys as well, it's a good spot to be in, mm. go to a good club, um, then you, you might get picked up like all the Penrith boys did. Um, it does help. Uh, then there was... I don't know what he was on, but there was a conversation. They did an interview with Ben Hunt and he basically said, I don't want to do a rebuild here at the Dragons um, mm. with another coach. It's, you know, it's basically a hook for me or no one, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, is a huge problem for the Dragons fans if they pick a new coach and he, he decides to fuck off. But I guess it depends on who they pick. Mm. Um, but it sounds like writing on the wall, they're going to pick a new coach. Um, uh, Flanagan, Hornby, uh, Riles and Dean Young. Did you actually head coach these guys at one point? Wasn't he in the interim? Uh, I feel like he was head coach of the Dragons at one point. Dean Young? Yes. He, yeah, I think he had one game where he's he's like he was a caretaker and he had it for one game, mm. I feel. Jimmy will give the answer for uh, as that. Um, but, you know, a few old heads um, uh, of of Dragons history. And, then, and Shane Flanagan. And then, yeah, Shane Flanagan. Who's so. a real – Premiership winning coach. Yeah, who's, you know, just got a few sins of his own in the in the background and that bit of stigma that comes with that. That's why he's struggled um, to pick up a, a new job since his, uh, what, banning was over, lifted. Mm. Um, and all three of those other guys, uh, you know, part of St. George Illawarra's only premiership win in 2010, they're all assistants at other clubs mm-hmm. at the moment. So mm-hmm. like you said, Seems to be the way, you know, with the Demetrios and the Seraldos and the Websters of, yep. um, you know, current head coaches uh, that were assistants. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if if it's one of those three in, in Hornby or Royals or Young that ends up getting the gig. Do you worry, though, they, they try to do what the Tigers are doing at the moment? It, the Tigers and the Dragons are a, are a perfect comparison in that they're both merger clubs. Mm-hmm. You've got these boards which – are essentially, yeah, they've, they've got a shit show. <laughs> shit show for one, yeah, shit show for one. But two, it's it's two clubs that on a level outside of their NRL team are separate clubs. Yeah. And then they, you get to the NRL level and, and they're trying yeah. to, um, you know, act and and be, um, you know, play, play as one when obviously there's a clear divide. Yep. They're also quite similar in that. You know, they both had a fair bit of early success into mm-hmm. into their mergers. Um, and then more recently, obviously, West, you know, their struggle was a little bit more, oh, um, yeah. you know, highlighted than, than St. George Illawarra. But, um, look, thankfully for the Dragons and, and Dragons fans, their on-the-field performances hasn't been as well, bad as what people had had. That they not, are, not, not that yeah. it's been great. Yeah, they are two and four and mm. they've had two 40 burgers already put on them. That so is true. That is true. And they've, what, lost the last three? 
Yeah, so they lost last week to the Titans and the week before that, Titans. Was it the Broncos But the week before? I feel like there's a win in there somewhere. Jimmy, you'll uh, chase that up for us. Uh, if you go draw and then set by teams and go draw. No, I, no, I think you're right. I think they've lost three in a row because they. I'm pretty sure they start. They had the bye and then then Titans and then they won and then got then forty on them by Brisbane. Then got forty on them by the Sharks. I'm seeing it now. Yeah, yep. and then yeah. they beat the Dolphins. Dolphins. So it's yeah, two two on the trot. Two on the yep. trot. So they've won one game in the last four. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, then I the question you know with all this happening. Um, what does the board do? Do they let Hook see out the year? Do they want to make a change? Who do they make a change to? It's interesting. I saw Adam Elliott. I think uh, there in one of the assistants for for the Dragons. Whether you know he potentially could be an interim former Adam Raiders, Elliott. Yes, former Raiders and Warriors coach and Penrith coach, um, long term. Matthew Elliott. Matthew Elliott. Just say Adam. Not Adam. Uh, what's Sorry. his name? Elliott. Head coach Elliott. Adam Elliott is a uh, Newcastle. <laughs> Player, former, oh, former Canberra Raiders yeah, player. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Elliott. Matthew. Go, Matthew. Is it Matthew? Is it Matthew? It's Elliot something. No, it's something <laughs> Elliot. <laughs> yeah, Matthew Elliott. Yeah. Where's he at the moment? He's an assistant coach of the Dragons. Oh. So, Is you know, it, again. So why, yeah, that's interesting. So, again, another, you know, long-term former uh, head coach in the coaching box of the mm. staff. Um whether you know he then becomes you your, your interim, uh, whether that's where the where the club goes, I think I love what you've put there. Where you know, I asked the question where to he from the Dragons, D Day being Anzac Day. Uh, it's not a bad joke, but um, uh, <laughs> bit, of, bit of history chat. Yeah, a bit of history chat there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Anzac Day, the Tuesday, Tuesday um, week, Tuesday week. Um, if they get embarrassed on Anzac Day in front of a the, big crowd and, yeah. and a big, mm. you know, national audience, so that that could be that could be curtains yeah, for Hook. Yeah, that's three in a row. You know, two from five. Their season's only gone in one direction. Um, yeah, that could be it. Time will tell. So we think he survives the week. Is what we're getting at. <laughs> with <laughs> with no game in the next seven days. Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. he does. Yeah. Yeah, survives the week. Yeah. He, he, he survives the board's meeting. I think is what I'm getting at. Mm. But also having said that, if they bin him early, they do get you know the interim coach in for <laughs> for the seven <laughs> they, days they to win prepare for the, no, for, wait, the, for the Tuesday game. Wait till we get to Chelsea and Frank Lampard. It's uh, it's <laughs> not it's not uh, tried and uh, and, and uh, trialed that uh, that. Uh, oh, there's one outlier in the state. Yeah, there's always outliers. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually pretty good to get one win. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tough, tough times for Dragons fans uh, on the end of the table, hence why I decided to wear the green hat and those Thanks salty tears they taste oh so nice. That's right. I got one win, one win this weekend. Yeah, it? <laughs> Pep's got none. Mm. Those tears, mm. so tasty. Uh, no tears here, no tears here because I'm currently looking at that uh, table that, that ladder <laughs> and uh, the mighty merger club shit show board that is the St. George of the <laughs> currently ahead of the Canberra Yeah, it's because they played yeah. the bye, bro. Yeah, and we beat it. Unlike <laughs> <laughs> Tim Sheens and his West Tigers who are, who are engrossed in a hard-fought battle <laughs> against the bye right now. Yes, yes. Um, just briefly on them, uh, Adam Dewey, partial ACL tear. Not full Ooh, rupture. Okay, so that's not too bad, but it still means he's. It's not the best news because it's twice that he's had that 
knee grafted. It's his his third injury to the knee. So, yeah. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what avenue they go. They may may go straight for surgery. Um, But it's it's concerning for for a bloke, you know, pretty young to to be on his third um, ACL injury. And then just briefly, uh, Parramatta took care of the Bulldogs this afternoon pretty comfortably. Was that 30 to 4, I think, uh, was the final score. Bulldogs, again, maybe not playing up to that standard that, you know, you'd think that roster with their with their ins with, with Marnie and uh, – I think that's the problem though. That a lot of those ins are also yeah. injured. So. Well, Viliam and Kikia, poor fella, tore his peck at training. training. He's yep. looking at sort of three months uh, for, the, for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, of course yeah. the Fox, as we mentioned. And the Fox last week, yeah. yeah. So Bert, Burton, I don't think, has been as good as he had been last year. Mm. So I think you said that before. Um, they did get Pangai Jr. back, but – yeah, uh, he can be a bit boom and bust, as we know. So, yeah. yep. Dogs have the longest injury list out of all the teams yeah. at the moment. There, there. Does not help. No, no. Could be a long year there at the kennel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, don't need to go back to sin bins. We've I think we've covered all that covered stuff. All covered areas. it pretty well. Where's uh, where we sit the ladder? What's the eight looking like? Has any Sydney teams moved into the eight? Because we only had two last week. And uh, no, no one, no one's moved in. It's still uh, yeah, just the two. Did we have two? No, we got no, we got four in there now. Oh yeah, one, two, three, four. Good maths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the do- dolphins on a little bit of a slide, so you know, fins down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit more like a dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, dog. The the Broncos are uh, sitting up there on <laughs> on uh, the only team that's on twelve points. Panthers and Warriors, sure, bro. The Warriors uh, sit there in third, Manly uh, fourth, and then logjam time. Rabbitohs, Sharks, Storm, Dolphins, Chooks, Titans, eight points mm-hmm. into the night seven, into another logjam. Eels, Dragons, Raiders, Bulldogs, Sixers. Those mm-hmm. Cowboys starting to. Yeah, it's starting to get a bit dis- desperate uh, with with four and West Tigers. Uh, definitely odds-on favourites for, for the Spoon, uh, still winless. Mm-hmm. So no undefeated teams left uh, and, of course, the Tigers, the only team not to win. Uh, that happened last week with the undefeated teams. But yes, yes. Yeah, just, just I'm wanna, just confirming just wanna, it. Just want to talk about the Raiders. <laughs> no, no, I'm just confirming <laughs> it. So it goes into the AFL because do we still have some undefeated teams in the AFL? Zero, or zero. zero undefeated in yeah, the AFL. After, after today. So uh, maybe let's jump in and talk some AFL. Pretty much a resounding success, I think, the first gather round mm. by all accounts. Mm. Uh, Adelaide have locked that in till 2026. It was a little bit wet for a few of these games. It was but. very wet. <laughs> mm. How's that? The Adelaide gets its first, you know, huge sporting uh, event. Well, yeah. well, six, well uh, for, for the AFL. Festival, festival. Yeah, yeah, festival. Yeah. Festival of footy. Yeah. Uh, and then it pisses down rain the whole Saturday. Yeah, but yeah, it, torrential for half, half the month. country was raining, so you that can't is, really yeah, blame it on Adelaide. On, on <laughs> and, and yeah, there's the a little fans, hal- hal- hurricane going across Western Australia. <laughs> well, exactly. And the fans, to their credit, <laughs> still, <Yeah>. still, um, <laughs> 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 it's a big old thing. It's across the Pacific. 
Uh, Credit to the fans for still showing up in in the pouring rain. uh, Would would it change names if it did cross the the Pacific? Like if it went past the equator, would it go from a hurricane to a cyclone? I don't know, but does it like on the Simpsons? Does the way and then Bart Simpson's got to call Australia to confirm which way it goes, and Tobias has got to run to to his neighbour's place. (laughs) Fucking great episode. Mr. Prime Minister. <laughs> All right. Uh, Thursday night, the the crom they, they look, up the crom. They look pretty fucking good. Uh, absolutely belted Carlton in in front of uh, you know just a touch under fifty thousand there at Adelaide Oval. Mm. Uh, pretty worrying signs for my Blues. Uh, 0 and seven at the Adelaide Oval. Yeah. Uh, they were trying to play the defensive zone, and and the crom were just. Cutting right through it. Uh, Rory Laird, he's an absolute freak. Uh, he had some sort of crazy amount of possessions in the first quarter. Ended up with 37 and a sausage roll. Jordan Dawson running right out on that wing. Uh, troubling, troubling for the Blues, I would say. Yeah, I think I was the only one that picked the crumb this week. So mm. uh, to, to back him, I thought, oh, Adelaide at home and they've been a little bit red hot. So uh, the Crows... Are they actually good? Is and I, I think the answer is like yes. I think the answer is yes. I <laughs> yeah. think the only question to ask now is how good can yeah, they be? How good can they be? Yeah. yeah. Can they can they compete with those those big squads um, uh, at the top? So, and yeah, well, Blues were one of those. Um, maybe not so much anymore, but yeah, it's good good to see improved for the Blues. Are they hurt a little bit? Um, who'd they lose during the week? Uh, in this game? No, no. But didn't they have an injury leading up to this or from last week? I thought someone missed out. I could be wrong. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. You might be right. I just – sort of feels to me uh, like the Blue Bangers might be banged up a little bit. Can you chase up a uh, injury list there for us, Monks? Um, just briefly back to the game. Darcy Fogarty booted 5-3 for Ben Keys. They did have Sammy Walsh return in this one. Uh, didn't – Make too much of a of an impact, really. What do you got for us there? Uh, uh, Sam Doherty. Yeah, it might have been Doherty. I was thinking of. Didn't he get? I don't think he played in this game, but I think he got hurt during the week. Yeah, during the week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to find the extent of his injury. Injury list. Here we go. Next four, four, to, four to six weeks yeah. meniscus. Ah, uh, meniscus. Yeah. Which uh, you know hurts having the having the skip mm. going down for a little bit. Yeah, you've got the whole list there, Marks. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty extensive. There's a few there. Blake uh, Acres, I think, played in this one. Um, Mitch McGovern's out for a little bit. Zach Williams, obviously, we knew mm. for a while. Been out for the, he's out for the season. Yeah, yeah, they're a bit banged up. Bit banged up, but nothing really. Okay, outside of Zach Williams and I suppose now Doc, it's nothing, no one really long term. So they should have a bit of cattle coming back. Mm-hmm. Look, not mm-hmm. too concerned. Uh, obviously, that that record at the Adelaide Oval is pretty concerning. They, they can't beat the Crom or, or Port there. True, but by losing by fifty. Yeah, it's uh, nearly sixty actually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah not good, not good. Oh, but yeah. Crom gather around, fight up. Yeah, look. Worst things have happened. They're still yeah. Plus, they kicked it off and everything, so they would have been right up for this game. So, probably got them yeah. right at the wrong time. So. Going to be a very interesting uh, matchup mm. next week because they play St Kilda. Ooh, yes. So awesome. two two yeah. of these teams that are maybe playing a bit overs from what people expected. Uh, so it's a nice litmus test for for both of them. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
true. Dockers Suns. Dockers get the win in this one by ten at uh, Norwood Oval. I tell you what, Sandville might be a bit of fun because that mm-hmm. oval <laughs> looked really quite nice there at Norwood. Nearly ten thousand in there. Uh, I tell you what, didn't look nice. That Frio jersey, fuck, it was bland. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that Frio jersey was going to a, you know, Michelin chef restaurant and saying, uh, could I have a bowl of white rice, please? <laughs> or in this case, purple rice. Uh, it was an ordinary, ordinary Guernsey. Uh, Caleb Strong, very good as usual. Sean Darcy, we like to talk about him. Definitely a top three ruck in the AFL. Well, I was going to ask you, is he confirmed two or do you think he's still three? Uh, or mm, very different with uh, Tim English, and we'll get to him in a mm-hmm. second. Mm-hmm. But no, I think he's. I th- I think he's, I'd be. Think conf- he's two, and maybe English I, three. I'm happy to have him as two. Forty eight hitouts, eighteen posies. He's fucking thick yeah. as well. Oh, and, and that's why him and English are, are kind of different. Mm. Uh, but yeah, in terms of his ruck work, uh, um, unbelievable. You'd hate to ruck against him. Jeez, you'd be sore. Four sausage rolls for Michael Waters in this. Three uh, for the young bloke, Jai Amiss, and three for Lockie Schultz. Frio getting their season a little bit more back on track after a pretty uh, ordinary start. Mm-hmm. Mm. 42,000 in the G f- – in the G – in Adelaide Oval. <laughs> See, it's, it's felt like the G. It yeah, felt, it felt like, like the G, G in there yeah. for Gather Round. Uh, and, and the Swans are getting a, a pretty convincing win uh, against Richmond. Um, I didn't actually catch much of this. I was, I was watching a fair bit of that Battle of Brookie, mm-hmm. uh, but it seemed like the main talking points were Tom Papley kicking six. Uh, not a bad effort from him. Yep. And uh, the Warner brothers. So uh, Chad <laughs> Warner of – I kicked it to him fame. He kicked mm-hmm. it to Buddy in uh, in goal number 1,000. <laughs> yep. And uh, also one of the best uh, blonde perms <laughs> getting around in, in the AFL. Uh, maybe the only one, uh, but his <laughs> his younger brother Corey debuts, and uh, the Warner Brothers Joker got done to death. Thank you, Brian Taylor, and social media. But uh, repeating it again here, mm-hmm. um, Swannies, they're looking pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. What about the Tigs, the Tigers on the other other end? They're in Struggle Street. Yeah, I think they mm. they're like fifteenth. Uh, yeah, currently with yeah, only yeah. the Suns, Eagles, and Hawks behind them. So They've only got the one win and the, and the draw on on the opening night. Mm-hmm. And I think if this is um, look maybe early to, early crow here, early crime if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think it might be end of dynasty time f- for Richmond. Torino Tur- and Hopper are playing out of their skin, like bringing in you know these two guys that they poached from GWS, yep. but uh, mm. Dusty's probably not quite. Where he was, um, Jack Rewalt, pretty good in this boot of four. You see the fucking head got opened. Up. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, but I, I just, yeah, I just don't see them up there with you know the top four, top six AFL teams this year. Yeah. Well, having said that, though, the Cats two weeks ago were last and now are tenth. So it, you turn, it's, it's you still, can, early, still early, early, get a few days. wins, and you turn yeah. around. But yeah, it's they're just a, the product of football they're playing at the moment. It's just not where it really needs to be. Team that played pretty good football up there at Mount Barker. How good's that? Fucking just suburban ground pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a run. Uh, some nice wineries in that up there in the Adelaide Hills. Uh, and this was a, a bit of a tale of two halves. Uh, pretty much a close game for quarter one and quarter two. And then the Lions absolutely stomping uh, the, the poor Kangas in the second half. Could have uh, been worse as well. Yeah, twenty behind. <laughs> True, twenty-two goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Joey Dan and her bird of five has eighteen posies or kicks, thirty-eight mm-hmm. marks, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, from from Big Joe Dan and her Lockie Neal, uh, perennially good. He had thirty-seven, uh, and Charlie Cameron and Eric Hipwood also contributing. The Cheezel, Harry Cheezel, <laughs> gets his first AFL goal. Um, he missed a bit of time with a quad cork and still gets thirty-one. Um, Kane Corns, you know. Mm-hmm. Saying, oh, he gets a bunch from kick ass, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, yes, he does. Yes, he does. And that is the way that the AFL works these days. But uh, it's pretty crazy for an 18-year-old to have as many uh, disposals as he's had in his first five games. Yep. Mm. Any other interesting thing out of this was Jared kicked two. Uh, and then he got subbed out so Jared Lyons could play. Um, Jared for Jared. Yes. Yeah, they, they can't <laughs> have two Jareds on the pitch at one time. I think that's a faggy rule. So. Superman and Clark Kent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, come on. You've got the hat on. <laughs> Should be happy. See the oh, bombers fly. Yep. <laughs> up. Hurts me singing that. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're playing fucking good footy. Yep. Zach Merritt, Can't Darcy complain. Parrish, always good. Sammy Draper, I'm surprised you didn't have yeah. the yeah, Draper shirt. They're playing good footy and, and they're second. And Anzac yeah. Day, geez, it's going to be good because yeah. it's, uh, it's second versus third. Equal first, but on percentage, yes, they are second. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, it was great. I didn't catch all the game. Um, Parts I did see, it was raining very heavily. So, um, yeah, take that as you will um, with a win. Um, But, yeah, just hopefully just keep on rolling. (laughs) Bring on Anzac Day. Looking forward to it. Yeah, well, definitely. I didn't realise it was going to be – two verse three and then one verse four as well. So that top Mm -hmm. order is going to be sorted – Fun, fun, a little bit of yeah. fun. What do you think about Melbourne? I still think they're pretty good. Mm. I, I again, I only saw highlights of this one. Um, difficult conditions. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if they are the best team in the AFL. Their record certainly suggests they're not. But on paper, I, I still think they've got the best list. Mm. Well, they hammered the West Coast and Melbourne in the last two, and then of course I think they did they lose. Yeah, they lost to Brisbane in round two. Come back here and lost uh, to the Bombers. There, uh, you know, there's some good sides in there. So Swans aren't and nothing to sneeze at. So uh, they're an interesting one to think about and have a watch. So to see how they progress. It's a good competition this year. Yeah, I, I think it's yeah. compared to where it was, and same for rugby league. Um, the last you know, two years where it was like these guy, eight guys, the teams are like they clear cuts, mm-hmm. just what order they finish in. Uh, at the moment it could be a lot of up and down. Anyone could finish anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, still early in the season. But, early, but, but but there's no like clear cut outright. These guys are way better than everyone else yeah. and they're just going to run the table. So. Yep, 100%. Mm. Five rounds in, you know, every team's got a win, every team's got a loss. It's, it's – you know, congested throughout the, most of the table. Uh, it's it's making for a compelling season. Yeah, uh, a bloke that is pretty good is is Clayton Oliver. Uh, Clary had forty one disposals in a losing side, including twenty in the final quarter. Mm-hmm. Into Saturday night, Port uh, getting a win there, which means both Adelaide teams win uh, on. The inaugural gather round, they come away 14-point winners against the Bulldogs. This game was even wetter. Mm. Like it was yeah. torrential yeah, in this I've one. I've seen some pictures and highlights from this. So yeah, it was bad. Uh, Zach Butters um, and and Rosé, pretty good for Port. Uh, this was an interesting little exchange between Ken Hinckley and Jason Horn francis Really got in his face, 
you know, mm-hmm. trying to fire him up. There was passion. There was, um, you know, possibly a- aggression. Uh, but then also uh, mm-hmm. came straight to his defence in the in the mm-hmm. post-match presser, was copying boos from, you know, what should be a home crowd. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he said he, he made a courageous decision, you know, leaving North Melbourne to come home, let the kid play footy. I think we kind of forget that he's 19. Yeah, he's yeah. a oh, young yeah. fella still finding his feet. So, uh, And a very veteran long-term coach that knows how to get the best out of his players is definitely trying to G him up and try to get him mm. get him involved, give him the confidence he needs, saying like, yeah, you're shit hot, <laughs> you know that, let's do this. Yeah, I like it. You're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't from Ken Hinckley. Mm. You know, he's showing passion there and, and – you know, getting getting right in his face, but then also, I think where it matters. Let, let's let's just be happy they don't have cameras in halftime speeches because I guarantee these guys go <laughs> e- across all the leagues. Like I'd that's, say so. Yeah, it's. And yeah. I'd rather, I'd maybe rather, like speaking personally, I'd rather someone have me in in a presser and against the public and the scrutiny and the rest of it, but also to my face, be a little bit passionate. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. No, I quite like It's it. part of his role as a coach. He's got to give him the areas of improvement where he needs to focus on and get better. And um, yeah, you want you want your coach to, to back him, be passionate about the team, about his job, um, about the the club and the, the results they get. Yeah, that's it. Um, I mean, otherwise, you end up being the West Tigers. <laughs> comes it comes just comes back to the culture of the club. Like, yeah, your coach obviously needs you to perform, but as long as he can show that he's got your back as well, like, yeah. It's, it's all good. The third best ruckman in the AFL, Tim English. Yes, good old Johnny. Johnny, Johnny English. <laughs> That's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Bean, Ultimate Disaster Movie. Mm-hmm. You just made me think of that. <laughs> <laughs> he fucks up the. Some Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, he fucks up the painting and then he draws it back on. Yeah. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> um, he had 23 disposals, 17 of which were kicks in this one, 27 hit outs, uh, sausage roll. Takes marks, tackles, uh, pretty much like having a fourth uh, follower out there or fourth fourth midfielder. Uh, he's pretty good, old Johnny English. Yep, definitely. Rolls us into today's games. Geelong win big uh, against West Coast Monks. Uh, we <laughs> may need some scores if you wouldn't mind. Uh, not in the notes uh, considering it was today. Uh, I did see Jez Cameron booted four and, and yep. got pretty involved. Again, he's uh, having a ridiculous start to his Season, um, definitely uh, if he stays healthy and all Australian. Uh, and Geelong really turned it on, you know, in the last six quarters of footy, uh, mm. belting Hawthorne in, in quarters three and four last week. Got a score there, Jimmy? And uh, yep. and pretty handed winners in this one. Yeah, yeah. So Cuts uh, won by 47 points. Uh, they were 136-21-10 against Eagles at 89-13-11. and 11. Hawkins, uh, Cameron, and Close all scored four. I think Oscar yeah. Allen four and Waterman four, four. for for the Eagles. Mm. Too good. Yeah, this was a great Probably. game between GWS and Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, at a at a pretty packed out Norwood Oval. Shout out to the Sandful. Uh, the Giants getting the job done. I think by two points, seventy-seven, uh, yep. seventy-five. Yep. yep. Back and forth one. Uh, two of the teams not expected to do that well in uh, the league this year, but it's always good to see, uh, you know, some of your weaker sides uh, putting in a performance like this and uh, mm. and the Giants coming away uh, 
really with a with a come from behind victory. Yeah, and Toby Green, good. Uh, three goals, two behinds, twenty four disposals, four marks, four tackles. So he did it all for him by looks of it. Uh, Hogan mm. got two goals as well. They, two goals, four. Two, yeah, they. Yeah. He, he sprayed a couple from straight Yeah, from. yeah. The Giants <laughs> were seventeen behind, so maybe let a few go. Unfortunately, in this one. Into uh, a top of, yeah, top of the table clash. Uh, St Kilda getting their first loss uh, at the hands of Collingwood, uh, seventy to sixty four. This one went down to the wire. Uh, this was when I I arrived yeah. at the <laughs> at the Casa del Monks and, and caught the sort of back end of the fourth quarter in this one. Uh, good good little finish there, um, and and Collingwood gives St Kilda their first loss, which uh, makes that top four pretty interesting. Uh, boys. Could Nick Dacos win the Brownlow? He's 19. He had 42. He's kind of fucking hot as well. I don't know if, <laughs> if you get extra votes I for guess that. It gets you extra points. Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, Paddy Crooks won it last year, so yes. yes, yes. Uh, his brother had 30 in this as well. So, so 72. 72, 72 for Dacos. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Can we get some Brownlow odds? I'd love to see yeah, where good, he's good. at. Do that. Because it may be, it may be Clary than him. The last time I checked, and uh, yeah, for a nineteen-year-old to be to be putting up those kind of numbers, it's crazy. Yeah. I he'll, say he'll, he's nineteen. I hope he's nineteen and not twenty. Maybe we'll see what his birthday was. <laughs> I'm confident. Uh, he'll got three goals for the top goal scorer in this one. Nick Dacos down here, bottom right. Good listening. He's twenty. 20. He's twenty. He's been twenty for a few months. Yeah. Yeah. That still counts, right? <laughs> yeah, nineteen twenty. <laughs> What's his brother? Is his brother nineteen? Maybe you confuse him. No, because uh, Josh is older. They're not twins. Maybe. Oh, I thought he might have been younger. His favorite. His favorite. Yes. Take us his favorite. Five dollars. Uh, Run for the top five. Yeah, Clayton Oliver's seven. I uh, got the bond at nine, and then Lockie Neal's out at twelves with Paddy Cripps. Imagine top if he wins five at, there. at the tender age of. Nineteen plus one. <laughs> <laughs> Is that AFL? That'll wrap us up. Uh, we already alluded to it, but a massive Anzac Day upcoming and uh, first versus fourth in uh, Saints and Blues. Uh, bring on round six. And confirming my chat from before, no undefeated teams left in these two Australian comps and the Tigers the only team without a win. Yeah, Tigers the biggest shit show. Yeah. Yeah. Not sure about Super Rugby, but... Uh, yeah, who watches that? <laughs> well, the, the, I don't some, think... Some people must. Uh, the Australian teams, I don't think, have played the, the Kiwis yet. So um, I expect them to get hammered when they start that leg of their season. Um, but a team that hasn't won a game, the Delhi Capitals. Mm. Should we talk about some IPL? Yeah. Uh, some cracking games actually in the Indian Premier League this week uh, and really kind of an expose of why it's head and shoulders better than any other league mm-hmm. getting around in terms of uh, T20 cricket. Uh, the week started off with uh, Lucknow getting a one-wicket win uh, in a pretty insane game against Royal Challengers Bangalore. Uh, RCB went out and made 212 for two Um in the first innings, Faf did a bit, 79 not. Coley and Maxi also chipping in uh, pretty handedly. And then uh, Lucknow go out and get the win uh, nine wickets down. Mm-hmm. They were in all sorts. They were like four for 
four for fuck all, I think is the uh, mm-hmm. scientific term. <laughs> and um, and then uh, Big Puppy Stoin, yeah. Big Stoin, 65 of 30. And then Nicholas Puran, who honestly I think has made maybe more money in the IPL than what his uh, performances had, had warranted so far. When you go out and make 62 off 19 deliveries, striking at 326, <laughs> you probably earn, uh, yeah, you, you probably deserve a bit of that that bag that you earn. There was a strange mancat attempt in this one uh, from Harshal Patel. Uh, the yeah. mancat for mine, it has no place. I don't like it. It makes me feel icky. Um, icky yes, I think I saw this one, and the guy was still in. He, he was still grounded, like he hadn't left the the crease. So. Um, there's been a few of those in the RPL and the guys are just like, what are you, what are you doing? Like it's, it's, you know. It's great. Yeah, I, I feel so as well. Um, it's not like uh, to compare it to baseball, like trying to steal a base or anything. Like it, that's, it, that's in, in build. You've still yeah. got to, you know. Yeah. You got, you got to be fast. Someone's got yeah. to, you know, turn around. The pitcher's got to whip it around to second base and, and catch it with a bit yeah. of skill. Yeah. There's some. The man cat's just gross. Yeah, I agree. It's just gross. Or the uh, non-striker run out uh, to not dis- disrespect yeah. the Mancad family as per some bullshit article that we spoke about <laughs> a few weeks ago. <laughs> Mumbai Indians defeat our Delhi Capitals, or should I say our Mumbai Indians defeat those two <laughs> Delhi Capitals by <laughs> six wickets. Delhi go out and made 172. The Bison, Mitch Marsh, got left out in this one. David Warner made runs again, but is he making them too slow? That's the question. Uh, and there's been a lot of stories, a lot of news about that, that he's um, had pressure put on him. Like the teams, you know, pulled him aside and said, hey, you know, we got to up, up the strike rate a bit and get out there and uh, compete because they're just not scoring enough runs. Uh, um, as a comparison, like his partner Patel out there, 54 of 25, like uh, that's that's – I think actually they quoted uh, talks Patel about about it a bunch, um, and he was you know it's like yes we're we're working on it we've talked to Davey like we're we're trying to we're trying to win a game here we know that uh, David at the top needs to needs to um, score runs quicker um, but I think he, he's kind of covering for the fact that Bison's been dismal yeah which I think's the the, the big issue really he's ha- I, has he scored. Double digits yet? I, I've, I don't think so. I don't think so. And he was omitted in this game, um, but the game he played last night. You got a quacker. You got a quacker, yeah. So that, that's that's the concern. I, I think that's the, the bigger issue with DC at the moment. The yeah. Dorf, uh, Jason Berendorf, pretty good. Canberra boy, three for 23 in this one. Rohit Sharma anchored uh, Mumbai uh, in this one. Uh, they won pretty easily. Shout out to you, Richo8181, uh, in the comments. Thank you for the subby. Uh, match 17, the Rajasthan Royals get a three-run win against CSK. Joss Butler's pretty good at cricket. Nothing new. Yeah. Mm. Shocked, not. Match 18, Gujarat continue their good form. Uh, they get the win against Punjab Kings. Another game that went down to the wire. This one mm. decided on the second last ball, penultimate ball. Matt Short, uh, good to see him getting a gig in the IPL. He had 36 in this one. And Shubman Gill uh, continues his good run of form with 67. Sunrise Hyderabad uh, beat KKR by 23 runs. This uh, is a big one. Yeah, wild. Four for 228 in 20 overs <laughs> off the back of a Harry Brook 100. Uh, he's pretty good at cricket. We've alluded to to that uh, multiple times and, uh, yeah, goes out and gets his first IPL ton. 
KKR, to their credit, chased pretty hard, uh, making 205 themselves off the back of Nidish Rana, 75. Yeah, well, and that's great for Harry Brook. He had a lot of criticism over the last weeks. We talked about it. They, you know, he didn't feature, I think, in the top 20-odd batsmen. Uh, I think he'll be in that list now. He's not in the 10 at the moment. I can see there, Jimmy. Um, <laughs> Just trying to see over your laptop and <laughs> yeah, yeah, the screen scroll down. Yeah, he's, he's top 20, yeah. There is Akshar Patel Patel in there. Yeah. Pretty wild. Yep. 129. So getting most of those runs in this. So he's starting starting his uh, tournament as what I feel like. So let's hope uh, Harry can have a a, a dominant period um, for here to finish out the IPL. And then played terribly for England. I've got to say, I, 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 <laughs> caveat on yeah, the I was caveat like, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't do well. Use but, it for your good form now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't score as many runs as you'd like for Punjab Kings. And then when we the Ashes come around, politely fuck off. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Play Just get how to play cricket. <laughs> uh, RCB beat our former team in the Delhi Capitals by twenty three runs. Uh, Virat. Uh, back-to-back 50s for him. Kulip Yadav, not too bad with the ball. Spoke about the Bison. Uh, he's yeah, he's not really struggling. Yeah, not in a good run of form, which is such a shame because over the last mm. sort of 18 months, two years, essentially the best like striker of the ball out of the Australian cricketers. Yeah. So definitely has a talent just going through a bit of a, yeah. a patch at the moment. It's odd because IPL last year was also average. Mm. Um, so, you know, there's some of the chat out about is he struggling in the Indian conditions? But then they played that one of that series um, against India and he was well, dominant. He was sick, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't think it's a, an India or conditions problem at the moment. I, maybe it's just a – Just a form thing. Yeah, it's just a form thing. Yeah. He's just in, in a bit of a slump now. Maybe a bit more pressure on him and his role as, you know, one of the internationals, one of the, the big faces. Money, yeah. Big money, yeah, for, for the Capitals. He's – um, he just doesn't have the confidence he did playing in a like a stacked Australian side mm. as, a, as a comparison. Mm. Um, so, yeah, he's asked to do a, a, a really important job here for the Delhi Capitals and they can't really deliver on it. And they are struggling, uh, having, of course, as we've mentioned several times, not winning a match so far. Uh, no idea who this guy is, but pretty handy figures. Three for 20 off four overs for Vijay Kumar Vishak uh, from the Mumbai Indians there. Uh, the last game that happened this week before airing of the pod, Punjab uh, get a win against Lucknow Super Giants uh, by two wickets. Kale Rahul, uh, 74 of 56. Sam Curran, the highest paid player in the IPL, three for 31, earning a bit of uh, that uh, in this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like, you know, a few fun names, you know, get around mm-hmm. in cricket. Yes, we yes. like to talk about, you know, Boomeras and Dickocks and – The hard dicks. Hard dicks and the rest of it. <laughs> but uh, Zimbabwean cricketer, Sikanda Raza. He's a bit of a sikand. Yeah. Sik- There's something there. There's something there. <laughs> um, anyways, aside from terrible, terrible jokes, uh, pretty good handy cricketer, made 57 or 41. And good to see a Zimbabwean out there uh, making some runs on the big stage. So we've got Sikadarman still leading the runs. Um, with 233, yeah. Warner 228, yeah, Virat. With, with game ahead of the others. 214, Butler 204, Faf and uh, Ruderaj Gaikwad what I think rounding out those uh, top sticks. What we haven't probably seen recently for RCB 
is Coley and Faf both firing at the same time, and I think Maxwell's actually been playing really well mm. too. So, which is, which is concerning for for everyone else. Um, you know, when those three are on it and firing, uh, they are going to be very very hard to beat. But it, they've had those three for. For years. But I know, but I think they've yeah. had struggles where like one's doing well and the other mm. two aren't doing so well and, you know, kind of that up and down. This year it seems like all three of them are playing really well. Mm. Um, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you've got two there in the top five. Maxi, I think, chipping in where he needs to and is playing well. Uh, they, That's what you want. That's what you can see the side RCB being very good and very dominant. Um, what's the table look like? They... It's pretty open. Well, having said that, they're seventh at the moment. So. <laughs> Rajasthan Royals um, currently up there with Lucknow, Gujarat and Punjab. Uh, Rajasthan and Gujarat having a game in hand. But it's, it's pretty tight. Uh, Delhi 0-5. Mm. They're fucked essentially. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many matches did they play again? We 14, 14. I think yeah. it's 14. Yeah. yeah. Even if they weren't one eleven, uh, what are they now? They got nine left. No, they're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty bit of trouble. Yeah. Mark Wood, after uh, having that five for fourteen in the opening game for Lucknow, uh, is the pick of the bowlers. Eleven uh, poles, uh, an average of eleven point eight. He's going pretty good. As are uh, the perennials in uh, Yuzi Chahal, Rashid Khan, Ravi Bishnoi, and uh, oh, we forgot, forgot him in our favourite names before. Arshdeep. <laughs> Arshdeep. <yeah. laughs> How have the Mumbai Indians only played three games? Yeah, scheduling thing, I think. So Mumbai have a game or two in hand depending on the team. Just got down a little bit, Jimmy. A lot of Aussies as well playing for Mumbai. Yeah, our new team, they just haven't played that much. No, you don't. Sorry, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Adam Wagner, nice to have you. A Yorkie. Yes. I think that was my – I think that was Schmidt Scouch. I don't know. <laughs> I actually don't know. Uh, there's a little bit of uh, other cricket yeah. going on. Pakistan yeah. is playing New Zealand in Pakistan in T20s. Baba Azam. Good at T20? Yeah, very, like really good. Really good. And uh, Harris Ralph, also pretty good. And uh, Sri Lanka and Ireland going at it in Gaul, uh, one of the most picturesque grounds in the world. Add it to your bucket list. Uh, be interesting to see how the Irish go. Uh, obviously, Sri Lanka will be heavy favourites in that one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Sri Lanka heavy favourites. At home. I guess, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. With <laughs> arguably their best bowler playing in the IPL. Yes. In Josh yeah. Little. <laughs> All right. Uh, that rolls us into maybe the most exciting thing of the week. Curry sets, fires, puts it up. Bang! The NBA, the playoffs are set, but let's first take a look back at the play-ins for the week. Uh, In the East, it was Miami uh, getting done by Atlanta in the first play-in in in Miami. Uh, So the Hawks go through as the seventh seed. Uh, The elimination play-in was Chicago. Sending Toronto home in their own arena. Uh, so the Raptors go home. And then the last spot for the Eastern um, playoffs was uh, up to Miami to defend their home court. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they did so 102 to 91 winners. Uh, you boys know, like I'm mm-hmm. sure you follow it a little bit, the old mm-hmm. cryptos and FTX and mm-hmm. all that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, does FTX Arena have a new name? Because 
essentially for mine, that's like calling something like um, so it's not really uh, politically correct, I yeah. suppose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Archbishop like Stadium or something like that. So. Archbishop. <laughs> Cardinal George Pell Stadium. I was going to going to keep it finance or business related. Enron. Yeah, Enron. Yeah. That's probably better. Like, yeah. 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 I, yeah, yes. A, and, yeah, if you want an FTX update, I think they're still doing all their legal stuff. Uh, there's rumours they've got all the money and they might actually relaunch FTX. Mm. Um, so FTT, their token pump during the week. Um, wouldn't advise going anywhere near that currently. No. <laughs> but uh, I think they may have already paid for the licensing as well, mm. um, hence why all this cash fucking disappeared from FTX to begin with because um, they was like, yeah, we'll give you 500 mil, here's the money, and then they've signed it. So um, so I, I think the money's already in the bank so they're happy to run with that name. But, yeah, whether you want to be called FTX for the foreseeable future, I don't know. It's interesting. A lot have, of you, have you seen that Sam Bankman-Fried? Yes, yeah. There couldn't be a, a bigger nerd <laughs> like that's had his name on a basketball arena. Yeah. Like in his like seriously, I'm I'm glad that went under. Yeah, there's a few few celebs um, uh, being caught up in this bit. I think Shaq because um, he was one of the spokesmen for Tom Brady, FTX. wasn't it? Yeah, Tom Brady as well. Like mm. a few guys, you know, wanting to be uh, involved in the it's not a lawsuit, but I guess the court case involved with sorting out the the massive fraud that was FTX and. Yeah, you know, what role they play as spokesmen for it, but um, yeah. To answer your question, I think they'll probably leave it for the foreseeable future. Or oh, no, Jimmy's oh. fastest research man on the right. Yep. Uh, following the bankruptcy in November 2022, the deal was terminated, uh, effective January. Um, it was temporarily named the Miami Dade. Miami Dade. It's like the Dade. county or something. Mm. Yeah. Miami Dade Police. Yeah. There you go. Um, oh yeah, right there. Um, Arena, and then uh, they had they've signed a seventeen year naming right 17? agreement. Seventeen year with God. This is gonna be another name I can't say. Casilla Center. Uh, another, what do they do? Uh, software IT company in Miami based. Yeah. yeah. Which means so. crypto. <laughs> <laughs> seventeen years. Yeah. Quite possibly. So yeah. There you go. I think it's enough stadium chats. Yeah, so, stadium chat. Uh, but Miami did what they needed to do. It was interesting that Miami Hawks game with uh, Atlanta, um, you know, uh, Ice Young was very much, it was like, hey, after their comments that, hey, they want to defend their their home turf and they want to go straight into the playoff, you know, maintain the seventh seed. He really took it on himself to like, hey, well, let's go out there and um, beat these guys. And they did that, you know, forced Jimmy Buckets to go the hard way. Um, but they did the job against the Bulls uh, to move on. Mm. Jumping over to the West, uh, the Lakers had a, a bit of a scare in uh, their playing game against the Wolves. It did go to OT, but then they get the job done. The huge talking point in mm. this one was Rudy Gobert punching uh, teammate Kyle Anderson during a timeout. Not a lot in it, but it was a punch. Mm-hmm. A strike. A strike. Did yes, that happen the week before? Because he sat, he sat out of this game. This game. No, wasn't it? No, I don't think it was in this game. I think it was the but week it before. But it was. He sat out. Um, but yeah, possibly. Well, when he says the week before, it might have been like two days before. Two, yeah. yeah, the game before. The game before the this. This was game. The one that yeah. he, so he missed this one. Yeah, he, he missed this one. one. He didn't but play he's going to be back. 
as a tomorrow. I think. I'm pretty sure he's playing tomorrow. Did he play against? No, he did. So he missed two, I think. Anyways, <laughs> Gobert, who the uh, this is what they traded the Jazz for: Malik Beasley, Pat mm-hmm. Beverly, three others. Mm-hmm. Don't even get named, poor fellas. Uh, <laughs> four first rounders for Rudy Gobert, and he's dishing up that uh, when your team really needs him. It's pretty dismal. Yeah, we still don't know why the Wolves made this trade. So. Well, they already had. Uh, a dominant big in in Carl Anthony Towns, and mm. unless they wanted to like move him out of say a big man role, mm. but uh, yeah, I don't know. We've, we talked about it; they're just too tall, uh, so I don't see them doing anything uh, too major in uh, the playoffs. Lakers go through. Got to talk about our boy Josh Giddy. Giddy up, <laughs> OKC okay, so go to New Orleans and uh, send them packing in front of their own. Fans, uh, Josh Giddy putting up some insane numbers in this. Uh, I'll I'll bring it up in this one. I almost had a triple double. He was one rebound short. He was thirty-one points, yeah. ten assists, nine boards mm-hmm. for the young Aussie. Uh, the Thunder, they're they're going places. We'll get to it in just a second. The Pels, mm. very very disappointing considering the start of the season mm. that they had. Do you see Zion in the warmups? No. Dunking things like crazy. I, I think they kind of got to the point where um, Zion is healthy and there's just mentally he's got to be ready. Um, so, you know, mm. dealing with his own things, young player in the league, et cetera. Um, but unfortunately for the Pels, they didn't go deep enough um, and he'll have to come back uh, next season. Going to the elimination uh, play in, uh, Thunder do get sent packing against the T-Wolves, uh, so the Wolves will go through as the eighth seed. Uh, let's talk about this OKC team. Youngest team in the NBA, 23.1 years uh, as an average. Here's the other youngest teams in the NBA. Houston Rockets, San Antonio Spurs, Orlando Magic. What's yeah. the difference? Thunder actually not too bad. <laughs> they can play ball. <laughs> Indeed. Chet Holmgren will be back next season. Second overall pick, Liz Frank, not a good injury to come back from, but he's sat out the whole year. They've got good draft picks in coming. Uh, Mm. A lot of people have got them, you know, in in the coming years being a real force. Uh, So it's going to be nice to see for for Aussie fans of basketball, for for Josh Giddy and uh, and Thunder fans uh, in general. I think, yeah, the key for them is just to keep this group of players together now. Like Mm. they're seeing so much success at an early age. You want them to be stay as that playing group, um, kind of like a Celtics where they just play good basketball mm. as a team. Mm. Um, yeah, you'd hate for them to go to other teams and take on deals and stuff with elsewhere, I guess. So it's probably not going to happen. They're going to keep this core together for at least the foreseeable future because they're all on their yeah. rookie, rookie yeah. deals. Which is interesting because they have all those draft picks and I don't think – well, I feel like they're not going to spend all those draft picks to get young fellas in considering how young they are. I think they might use those picks to then trade, trade you know, hunt, hunt a veteran that's maybe thinking like all these teams on the up and up and could potentially win it all. Maybe I'm the, the missing X factor. Um, I was thinking about this in the week, during the week, and the kind of guy that I think of as like maybe Jimmy Buckets, that kind of, you know, type of player that you'd come in. Not that they need a Jimmy Buckets. It was just a Wouldn't guy. Have. Yeah, it's a guy I, could th- mm. I thought of. So, yeah, that's, that's the way I think this team may go now that they've got, you know, the – three kind of really big name young fellas. Uh, maybe they just need a big name veteran guy that's, you know, played 10 plus years in the league that's 
has lots of playoff experience that could maybe put them over. Mm. There was an interesting question here um, from Richo about the Australians, you know, staying on that Josh Giddy theme uh, with the Olympics coming up. Uh, can we push past the bronze medal match? Uh, can we get a, a silver or gold medal? Well, there's a, the World Cup is this. There's also the World Cup, yes. I think it's uh, soon. Mm-hmm. I'm just tracing this up. Countdown, 130 days. 130 days till the FIBA. No. World Cup in Philippines, Japan, and Indonesia. It's a great question. We've seen us, you know, famously in the Olympics a couple of years ago getting our first ever medal. Mm-hmm. Hard to pick, I suppose. Um, like in terms of international basketball and, and who actually ends up playing, that's maybe w- oh, that, what, what makes it difficult, I suppose. Yeah, I think that was kind of my point it was uh, – Potentially we could make a gold medal match uh, if every big-name Australian kind of played it and did his part. Um, mm. But whether that happens and as we've seen it hasn't um, might make it difficult. I, I don't – I just don't see all those, uh, you know, top and NBA players playing both the World Cup and the Olympics coming up uh, for a lot of it. I'd love to see it. That would mm. be excellent. Um, you know, potentially medal – high medals in both. Um, there is definitely some talent. In, in the Australian stocks now uh, with a bunch of guys coming through. I was trying to get some groups. Uh, I don't think the groups have been named as far as I can tell, but the teams have been confirmed. Mm-hmm. Kickoff for that is 25th of August. So September. we'll definitely have to keep an eye on that one. When's the Olympics? Mm. 2024. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll be middle of the year. Middle of next year. Yeah, for the Olympics. Okay. Yeah, it's not too bad. Fuck, it just seems like the Olympics were... Now, obviously, Tokyo a year late because yeah. of uh, the old C word. Yes. Uh, that's COVID <laughs> for, for, for those that <laughs> – Not the Australian one. <laughs> just following <laughs> along at home. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see uh, what the boomers can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. All right, that, that said – oh, Monks, yeah, let's, let's fucking talk, talk about it. Australia's uh, so always almost there or thereabouts. Well, we came, France. we got fourth yeah. four times, so we lost four bronze medal games. All right, we've got the Olympic um, top four up uh, in recent memory. Uh, so since uh, sort of Dream Team era, which I believe was ninety two, USA has won seven out of eight with Argentina getting it done in two thousand four, mm-hmm. and Australia has perennially been in that bronze medal match, but. Uh, only managed to win it uh, in 2020, mm. which played out obviously in 2021 in Tokyo. And we played France, didn't we? And we went very close to beating them in that one. Did oh did, did we feel, beat I feel, them? I think did we beat them in the group stage? Maybe that was it. I, I yeah. feel like we played them really well, and then they went on and almost beat the Yanks. So uh, we're pot one there. Yeah. So yeah. No, no, we wouldn't. Uh, so we went undefeated. We yeah. So we went undefeated in the group stage. Knockout. And then uh, I think you're right. I think we we played. No, we you lost the states, and the states went through. There you go. Yeah. Look at that score against Argentina. You missed it. Yeah. Hmm. Mm, maybe. 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 Anyways, we've got some <laughs> NBA playoffs to talk about. Yeah. Well, switch. Well, yes, we got to cover off East and West. The playoffs are set. Let's talk about the East. Mm. Uh, the one seed Bucks take on the eighth seed Heat. 
The Bucks are short favourites and so they should be. Uh, who can defend the Greek freak? I think the short answer is no one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Bucks are the oldest team in the NBA. So speaking of OKC being the youngest team, they are the oldest team. However, it's mostly role players and Brooke Lopez. Mm-hmm. Brooke mm-hmm. Lopez, 35. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Wesley Matthews, Goran Dragic and Jingles. Joe Ingles, 35. It would be lovely yeah. to see him finish uh, with a championship ring. Yeah, so they have one one freak, a whole bunch of role guys mm. and Lopez, like you said, the, the big tall bodyguard, as you will. Uh, the block man. Yeah, and <laughs> they finished one, so. <laughs> I think it's window. I think the, the point is more window time. Uh, not that these guys are integral to what the Bucks are doing, mm. but um, obviously they're going to slow down in the in the coming years. Obviously, Milwaukee's success depends on the health of uh, Giannis and Tedekumpo. and uh, for mine, it's it's them and the Celtics and and Daylight. Uh, I don't think that's a hot take by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, we've been talking about it for the better part of probably nine, three nine months since, well, yeah, probably, since probably nine months since Christmas. <laughs> like, yeah, it's. They've definitely well ahead. You know, it's whether, they, as we keep saying, the 76ers can keep pace. Um, but, you know, they've got to have a very interesting series with the, with the Nets, um, with the young Nets team coming up. Uh, but, yeah, I think Bucks Bucks Heat's actually pretty fun because yeah. um, of where the Heat kind of finished last year and that, that they uh, also, um, you know, struggled a lot of the start of this year without uh, Jimmy Buckets, as mentioned before. So they – are uh, probably better than where the eighth seed uh, is, but do I see them going to the Bucks house and um, upsetting them at all? Probably not. Nah, no chance. Monks got the odds uh, over there. The, uh, the bookies tend to agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Bucks are favourites. A dollar and eight cents. The Heat are out. It's eight dollars seventy-five. It's just about unbackable, isn't it? Yeah. Cavs and Knicks. Uh, this game, uh, this series could be fun. Although the Knicks getting. Mm. An away win uh, in the Cavs' house uh, this morning. Our time uh, definitely puts them in the driver's seat. Also, they uh, went three and one in the regular season. So, mm. Knicks maybe upper hand in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. mean only just one. Um, it was a good game. It was yeah. fun to watch. Nice. There was uh, there was that much noise uh, there in Cleveland until mm. about. 80 seconds left in the game when <laughs> when the Knicks came back. And the, it was the Jeez. Knicks were ahead the whole game and then Spider and uh, Mobley and, the, and Garland and the, and the boys got mm. up and about for the Cavs and uh, and it was really just that that last little uh, few minutes where, where uh, Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson uh, sealed the deal for the Knicks. Mm. Do you see either of these teams really challenging any others? Like I said, for for mine in the East, it's, it's the Bucks and the Celtics. Stranger things have happened. You'd think if anyone can do it, it's the Sixers, who we'll get to in a second. Yeah. Um, I, in terms of putting a line through it, Nets, Hawks, Heat. I'm happy to I'm happy to put lines through them. Yep. And then it it would take a lot. It would it would be highly surprising, um, for the Cavs or the Knicks to to come out as the Eastern Conference champions. But uh, look, probably don't see it happening. But it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, I tend to agree. I don't think either of these teams challenge the others. Um, and like it's, like we've been saying, I think it's 76 is really the only one maybe to do an upset over the other two. 
76ers, uh, they have had the wood over the nets, swept them this year, regular season, four zip. Mikhail Bridges is uh, pretty much carrying uh, the nets since uh, they dealt off uh, KD and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Again, much similar sort of chat to the Greek freak. Can they contain Jojo, Joel Embiid? Answer, probably no. Yeah, the scoring leader for the year and I think MVP favourites, though Jimmy won't be able to find a market for it. That market's <laughs> tripping last yeah. week, didn't it? I, th- it I think, did. that, I think oh, they also – I'm not sure when they announced it, but they finalised the options. So it's it's basically a B, Joker or uh, the Greek freak. They're, they're, they're the three, the potentials for the MVP this year. It blows out. So much until you get to, t- to Tatum. Yeah, well, I think mm. they've already uh, confirmed that if their voting is between those three. So Which means it's a Euro. Yes. Yes. Um, so Embiid would be his first, whereas it would be thirds for the other two. Celtics and Hawks. Uh, Boston also swept the Hawks three zip. They killed him with a three ball uh, and got the win this morning. So mm. already one nil up in that one. I think Marcus Smart reopened those stitches uh, that, that he have, had in his hand. Don't know if it's going to be a long-term problem, but um, just a bit of news out of that. I think the Celtics get this done pretty easily. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, yeah, dollar and four cents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really where the young has some uh, unbelievable magic and they go on a bit of a run, but I just don't think they're where they need to be at the moment for that. Mm. I might quickly go for a wee. I'll mm. um, I'll get you to let us into the West Run here, the West. boys, mm-hmm. with uh, the Nugs taking on the Wolves. Yeah. Yep. Just got to make sure you're back for our Kings chat. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Run. Delay, delay. Start uh, talking history, geography, whatever other bullshit we talk about on this podcast sometimes. Uh, uh, well, Nugs, uh, Nuggets and Avalanche, uh, both five <laughs> years in the running make the playoffs um, at the Denver Broncos. Um, <laughs> sad. Uh, so they won't do it this year. Yeah, let's let's hope bloody well. Sure. Um, yeah, Nuggets. Uh, we'll get the Wolves. Um, there's a uh, yeah, the little bit of um, uh, they went well. They went two and two in the regular season. Uh, Denver did smack them by thirty four points in February. Uh, the Nuggets have so many question marks. Uh, the media is asking all the question mm. marks about whether they can do it. Uh, uh, whether they have guys, I guess, around the Joker, Jokic, to yep. actually push them, um, you know, far enough. Are they a legit number one? Uh, which will be interesting. That's kind of where they'll be found out in the playoffs. I don't think it'll be the Wolves that will be the ones to challenge them. I think it'll be no. some of the others. But, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's – I think Nug's clearly favourites here. Um, I think the others – other series, yep. though, in this uh, are more fun, are more interesting – um, mm. uh, it's the it, it's well, it's not, we'll just run through them Suns, Clippers, Kings, yeah. Golden State Warriors, and then Grizzly <laughs> Lakers as the three other series. Um, Suns and Clippers, uh, Suns are they still undefeated with KD? I feel like that is the case. Um, mm. and the Clippers kind of have kind of been running in the form at the moment with yeah. um, uh, Kawhi kind of playing much better. So that's a fun series which I, hasn't kicked off. They play their first game tomorrow. Mm. Uh, and then we had the Kings taking on Golden State uh, with the Kings getting a win and I feel like that was at home. 
Yeah, Kings Kings were would yes. have been yeah the three seed, so it would have been home. So Kings were at home. Yeah, 126 to 123. Uh, I know Curry had a look to potentially um, draw this up going overtime, but uh, missed it, which is very rare for him. Uh, Clay mm. Thompson got 301 threes on the season. Uh, first time he's done that. <laughs> Only he, Curry, and James Harden have done that. And Curry's done it four times over 300 threes, which is crazy. That's wild. Uh, yeah. But then you got the the young fella. Um, Keenan on the other side, he pushed over 200 as a rookie. So you can see mm. the, the way where the game's going. Yeah, that's um, it. But yes, the, the Kings get a, get a win. Uh, beam, beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> Shine the beam. Uh, in this one, to get one ahead uh, and then go to Golden State in a couple of days. That's it. I mean, yeah, I suppose the big question on everyone's lips is how deep can the Kings go? Um, obviously, being one up in this series puts a Front foot forward. Um, They're such a fun team. But, yeah. Three. yeah. It's interesting. I think all the California teams made it to the playoffs this year. Clippers, Lakers, Kings. That's it, isn't it? Golden State. Hey, Golden State, yeah. Yeah, fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any, anything else on Kings, Pepe? Uh, yes, shine the beam. You're looking at me funny. <laughs> uh, it's it's light the beam. I said shine the beam in, uh, in my – uh, group chat this morning for NBA and got absolutely <laughs> shredded. So let's light that beam. Yeah, light the beam. Light the beam. Not shine. <laughs> shine the beam. You know, it's, yeah. it's nice to shine, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, in terms of can they actually go far? Look, I, I still don't think they will. But the atmosphere was electric there in Sacramento. So, so what we were saying was on the west, uh, Nuggs. Uh, probably clear one, but they also have so many question marks about are they a team uh, or were they just so dependent on the Joker? Yes, they um, are. Then the other three series, like w- I don't think the Wolves are going to be that test. I think one of the other teams will be. Mm-hmm. Those three there are a lot more fun series. I think they're a lot closer mm-hmm. um, than it is, say, in the, the East. Um, uh, and, you know, b- mainly because you got Golden State, uh, Lakers and Clippers who all have big name players on there. On their squads, they can definitely win some games. So, I am interested to see the results out of these three and who actually comes through. Because I think a lot of, and we're we're now talking about Grizzlies and Lakers. Um, you know, the Lakers and Golden State are still good quality squads and could potentially push them, uh, push it, you know, further into the playoffs. Like these, these could be long playoff series, maybe grindy series, maybe they're not. Um, whereas the other ones might be four and O's, uh, the sweeps, the, these ones might be uh, some hard fought, you know, game sixes kind of thing. The Suns, for mine, they're the they're the sleeping giant in the West. I think the Valley, uh, yeah. with the addition of KD, if if KD, Book, CP3 are all firing, um, I think they they could do a bit of damage. That's it. Like just looking at. The road for the Kings, if they were to make it past the Warriors, they'd. I mean, Lakers in finals, you can't count them out. Mm. Which leads us into the Grizz and the Lakers. Uh, yeah. If you had those odds there, the Lakers, they're not favourites, but it's not far off, are they? Where are we? $2.20 yeah. versus $1.70. Yeah, 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 that's it. And no, um, no Stephen Adams for the Grizz, so no big man to negate mm. AD. Yeah. It's going to be a very big challenge for them. So you could... See the Lakers sneaking past. Fucking oath. <laughs> if there's any sort of big upset, it's not not 
that it is a big upset according to no. the bookies, but in terms of a seven doing a two, could happen there. Yeah. No, that's it. Uh, the other big news in the NBA this week was that the Mavs get a $750,000 fine Chump for, change. Slap for, on the wrist. for tanking. Is that our thoughts? Yeah, Chump well, change? Yeah, Slap Ma- on the wrist? Mark Cuban's there, I don't know. He's multi-billionaire, so he's got all he the shits, money. Shit's 750 grand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast, says Shooter yeah. McGavin. <laughs> Slash yeah. Mark Cuban. And uh, the wording was like it was detrimental to the NBA or something like that was mm. the, yep. the quote. But, yeah, it's not a lot of money. Um I thought, if anything, maybe if they really wanted to punish them, it would be picks. But um, yeah, you know, take second round or something <laughs> yeah. like that. But, uh, Just take what they were they were trying to really get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, yeah, I guess like I haven't really looked into it too much, but it's always going to be very speculative in terms of how do you actually find the evidence that someone was tanking. Mm. Uh, like, obviously, benching all your starters is pretty bad. That's proof in the pudding, surely. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. So, I, yeah, it's interesting. Um, you'd think that they would have, if not the picks that they were trying to save, you'd take some picks off them. But yeah, it just really depends. If they wanted to go that yeah. far and punish them, but um, the yeah. league's kind of you know, like, nah, we'll find them. And well, yeah, it's like a once once off thing. Is like as long as it doesn't start happening every year, and you start seeing all these players or teams, sorry, starting to tank for that. I don't know, tenth spot. Or whatever, then, yeah. I I, I wonder if if that tactic from the Mavs higher ups is going to have a detrimental effect on Luca and and where he sell, sees himself and that franchise moving forward. Mm. I assume he's got a big contract and he's not going to be off contract for quite mm. a while. So, I mean, yeah. you spin it the way like they're obviously trying to make sure they have the best possible chance Future. to pick someone up in the draft yep. to support Luca. So, um, yeah, you could spin it that way. That I'm I'm sure that would probably be the way they're spinning it to Luca, but yeah, obviously as a professional athlete, the last thing you want to be doing is throwing a game. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. agree. Um, uh, so looking at the playoffs, um, I think East was saying Bucks Celtics will probably make it all the way through. Uh, on the West, I'm feeling maybe Nugs go through the fight, go against the Suns. I think Suns probably win that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and then the fun. The- Kings what that bottom <laughs> yeah, that's the fun is side. fun. Kings yeah. Warriors and Grizz Lakers. Man, I'm gonna go Kings. Shine Lake, the beam. Lakers go through, and then maybe Kings go through, shine. and then lose to the Suns. Light shine, yeah. shine light. Maybe maybe Suns uh, Suns Bucks final. Time will tell. It's a fun time in the mm. NBA, isn't it? Oh, we're gonna go over to the East. Bucks Celtics easy. Yeah. Uh, I'd be very surprised if either of those two get done. And then uh, I think 76 would be too good for the Nets. Probably mm. the only sort of really fun, interesting series over there in the East is, is the Cavs and the Knicks. And uh, the Knicks, as uh, as we just spoke about, uh, getting that big away win yeah. in Cleveland this morning. I know we've talked about a lot in the NFL. Has there been any recent back-to-back championships? Like could you see the Celtics uh, going away again? Patriots would be the only one. Yeah, in the NFL, yeah. I don't think there's been much at all. Because it no. was Patriots back to – It's more to, in the NBA, wasn't back, it? Back to Denver. If you go um, – bring it up, Monks. Um, the Warriors, I think, did it in those years where – did it, that. I'll sort the NFL. Where it was Warriors versus LeBron for mm. four finals in a row. Before then, I don't think the 
I don't think the Spurs did it. Did the I'd, Heat do it? No, I don't think they went back to back. I think in recent memory, I think it's only the Dubs. I think it's only the Warriors. Yeah. The 17-18. So Warriors last oh, year. actually seven. Warriors yes. last year, Bucks, Lakers, Raptors. So different winners over the last four. Mm. And then Warriors, Warriors, Cavs, Warriors. And that was that those four finals in a row where it was Steph and Co versus LeBron. Mm. That's right. Then Spurs. Then the Heat, the Heat did do it. Heat in, in 12 and 13. Heat, Heat. Mm. Mavs. And then Lakers, Lakers in... In nine ten, so there's a there's a fair few back to backs yeah. really in in recent memory. To confirm for the NFL, uh, Patriots did it in 04, 05, and then I was right with Denver at ninety eight and ninety nine. Mm. They were the two, say in the last thirty odd so, years, and then you go back to Dallas early nineties, and then to the Niners, of course, went gone for their repeat in eighty nine ninety. Mm. It's only four yeah. in the last thirty years. Mm. It's rare. Regardless, isn't it? Is well, yeah. Golden State Warriors have uphill battle, I suppose, to mm. get get there. Let's go. Yeah. Shine slash light the beam. <laughs> fire up the beam. Fire, fire <laughs> me up, Scotty. <laughs> right, soccer, soccer time. Let's do it. <laughs> Match day thirty-one, and uh, there was a few. Instant classics, boys. Uh, the villains getting a big win uh, at home against Newcastle, which means they jump up to sixth. Champions League probably not going to happen, but Europa definitely in contention. Ollie Watkins, uh, you know who has the most score involvements out of any player since the World Cup. Considering I just said Ollie Watkins, <laughs> <laughs> probably him. He's got twelve Premier League goals, five, five assists total. <laughs> He, just uh, score, he doesn't need assists. Yeah, he probably just doesn't get any assists. That's, yeah, that's exactly. where, where uh, Harlan misses out. Uh, but Villa definitely uh, playing some pretty good football. Uh, and Newcastle, a little bit of a hiccup. Obviously, yes. one and two is pretty much sorted. Uh, but then three, four, five down into six is still alive. Mm-hmm. Boys, we have to talk about it. We spoke about it at the top of the show. It was the tagline, can Chelsea get relegated? <laughs> they lose at home, 2-1 two, two to Brighton. And the interesting thing about this, normally in soccer when, you know, you lose to a team that you probably shouldn't lose to, it's, you know, oh, fuck, look, they got lucky. Uh, you know, we dominated. They scored against the run of play. But none of yeah. that happened. Mm-hmm. Brighton had 26 shots, 57% of the ball. Julio in, sick in, in Kisco scored an absolute rocket. Uh, they're, they're keeping their European aspirations alive. Yeah, well, they're seventh, so they are definitely a lot higher than <coughs> Chelsea, currently 11th. To answer your question, will they get regulated? Can. Uh, it's not or will, can. it's more can. Uh, <coughs> they're probably within shooting distance if they lose a lot of their games, but I think you're probably expecting the bottom guys to win more than they potentially are. So I think they're probably going to be safe, and I, th- I feel like maybe it's now from – I was going to say West Ham down, but then they, then the others are just as close. I don't think they get relegated. I think that's pure it's got it there, hyperbole uh, yeah. from us in the, in the in the intro. They're yeah. twelve points clear of the drop zone as it stands. Yeah, I think they're far enough. But maybe Crystal Palace is where I draw the line at the moment. But of potentials. And there's always a but. Seven games ago at United, Brentford, at Arsenal. 
at Bournemouth, mm-hmm. Forest at home, at City and Newcastle. So out of those seven games, they play five teams that are looking pretty handy. Mm. Well, not Forest and uh, Bournemouth are below them. So they, yeah, that's probably – lose those games, then I'd be starting to get worried. Indeed. Uh, if they're losing all the other ones, um, yeah, that's that's their concern. Um, How about fr- – I, I don't – I don't think the teams who got relegated last year scored more than 30, though. I feel like they were pretty low. So you think uh, attacking-wise they're going okay? Their points difference is, is pretty impressive. They're, they're only neg three, uh, scored 30, conceded 33. And, and you look at that defence, uh, it's it's on par with, with some of those top teams. But uh, you look at their, at their squad, the f- fact that they're – Averaging less than a goal a game is is highly concerning. So Burnley was the highest that got relegated last year and they mm. had 39 points. So if you go by that rough guide, you can probably say that maybe even Chris Palace potentially safe and the Wanderers uh, in the firing line here. Like I said at the top of the show, probably not, but it's fun to think about, isn't it? A team that is in real strife uh, of getting relegated is, yeah. is the Toffees. Everton getting done 3-1 by Fulham at home at Goodison Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're 17th and Forrest does have a game in hand. It is at United tonight. Mm-hmm. But uh, what did we come up with? It's 70-something years since uh, since yes. the Toffees have been in, in the second flight. Mm-hmm. Could happen. Could very well happen. A team that probably is going down is Southampton. They lost... Uh, uh, at home to Crystal Palace today. Three straight wins for Roy Hodgson at Palace. Uh, Saints, bottom of the table, probably look like they're going down. Wolverhampton getting uh, an important win at uh, at home against Brentford, two zip. What about a bit of a blast from the past? Diego Costa, boys. 34-year-old, mm-hmm. his first goal for Wolves. I think 18 appearances off the bench took him to take. Uh, his his first uh, golazzo. And his first Premier League goal since 2017 with Chelsea uh, had 52 goals in 89 appearances with the team that probably doesn't get relegated this year. Uh, but it's nice to see Diego Costa back out there. You know what else is nice to see? Tottenham getting done at home <laughs> by Bournemouth. Absolutely really hurts the Spurs. This is this is an important loss because yeah. if you scroll back yeah. up there and uh, you look at uh, you know where, where these teams are at. The whole top four has a game in hand from Spurs and United has two. Yeah. So provided United goes out and maybe gets a win against Not Forest at home tonight, which you'd think would happen, yes. that might be Champions League football done for Spurs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Still seven games ago, caveat. Um, well, six, seven for – yeah, still seven. Seven for – yeah, seven. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, it's probably getting pretty close to it. And I don't think anyone else probably, you know, Villa's probably a distant chance now. Um, it's kind of uh, shaping up, solidifying itself there at the top. Did you see the finishes? It was, a, it was an absolute dagger to the heart of Spurs mm-hmm. fans as well. Uh, old Dango Utara getting the 95th minute uh, winner after they had a late equaliser themselves. Uh, the Cherries have really lifted themselves out of the danger zone. They've won mm. three from their last four uh, pretty hard to see them uh, bowing out as it stands. And then the last game from overnight, City 
3-1 winners uh, at home against Leicester. John Stones, you don't see a centre-back uh, load up on the left too often and, and put it in the uh, in the top bin. Uh, but Erling Haaland, we've speaking, spoken even about him all season, has 32 now on the season, which mm-hmm. ties the 38-game record with Mo Salah. Mm-hmm. And Seven games ago. And he's two, two behind the all-time Premier League record, which uh, you must – Consider was 42 game seasons uh, and that was Alan Shearer and Andy Cole back in the early 90s. It's his for the taking, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. And they are still hot on Arsenal's heels. I believe Arsenal probably beat West Ham tonight. Um, but, you know, they, that's a game ahead. So they're, they're still three points behind. They're still in touch. There's, those two are so clear. Um when do they play each other? I think we looked this up. And it's, yeah, it's a couple. It's, it's a couple of weeks away. It's a couple of weeks, and it's as close to a Premier League final yeah, as, as you can get. It's right there. How good is that? So just <laughs> after after Anzac Day, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing a time. It's gonna it's gonna be middle of the night. It'll be it'll be a Thursday for us, wouldn't it? Yeah, Thursday, I think it's mid. Thursday I think morning. it's I think it's midweek, um, and middle of the night. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. Thursday. Oh, that's not, that's watchable. That's yeah, watchable. That's Thursday, five a.m. Yeah. Thursday, five a.m. That's uh, that's pretty much season on the line at the Etihad. City take on Arsenal. Do you think Gunners choke? That's Richo's question. Well, they <laughs> it'd be they, a very Gunners thing to do. They've kind of slowly been doing it as <laughs> as it is. City, City, I think according to the bookies are already the favourites, and their favourites to win. Can you, can you just scroll across, Jimmy? Their favourites right. to win the league and the Champions League. So, as a United fan, I really hope that. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Both of those don't eventuate. Yeah, the draw really hurts Arsenal. Hmm. It was it was it was a big draw last week, wasn't it? Mm. But as I think essentially a lot of it comes down to to that big big game. So pencil that in your calendars, boys uh, and girls, if uh, if you are listening. Um, Thursday, five a.m. the twenty sixth of April, April in uh, Arsenal versus City. Yep, I agree. Shout yeah. out to our boy Harry Suter. He's he's from Scotland, but he's mm-hmm. he's a soccer dude. <laughs> he's a soccer dude. I bleed green and gold. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Suter, uh, his header set up oh. the uh, Ian Archer consolation against yeah. his old team. Uh, as aforementioned, Hammers take on Gunners. Uh, any slip up from Arsenal uh, would uh, would be really detrimental to yeah. the way that their season pans out. Hammers, with uh, with City having a game in hand and United, uh, I did. I think I said it was at home. They are at. Uh, they're down in the Midlands against uh, Forest in Nottingham. Uh, big game for them. Leeds take on Liverpool the day after. Mm-hmm. Pretty brief final round tonight. Let's get into it. Monks, if you wouldn't mind getting up the UFC card from today. Pretty handy card this was for a freebie. For a freebie, yeah. Yeah. Few few names, but it ended up being a, a lot of good results. I think was the main thing out of it. Tends to be whenever Max Holloway fights, you can expect a war. You can expect five rounds. You can expect a lot of strikes exchanged, and that's what happened. Yes, yeah. So if, if I guess we're going to start from top, we'll start with Holloway. Um, it was an interesting fight with Holloway having to kind of back up a little bit more with Alan kind of pushing the pressure. 
Alan uh, really hit him with a lot of good lefts, um, left hooks. Uh, but Holloway just always seemed to have one or two more in him, uh, which just kept putting more damage on Alan, kept winning all the rounds. Uh, went past 3,000 significant strikes in the UFC and the third guy to have seven hours in, in, in the, the octagon. Yeah. yeah, so um, with RDR and I forgot who the other one was. Uh, so it kind of, again, followed a very much a Max Holloway script, goes five rounds, uh, mm. lots of significant strikes, almost 200 in total he landed on Allen. Allen was pretty game. He did win the first round um, and then – Maybe debatable on the. I don't think it was the second. I think it might have been the third. Uh, but either way, Holloway uh, on two judges' scores, cars got four rounds in total for the win uh, in this one. And I think it's probably two in the division. I think it was two. Maybe even Mo moves up to to one. It's interesting for him because Volk's got the Rodriguez fight. Rodriguez has actually lost to Holloway. Um, and, you know, if Bulk mm. wins again, do you do the trilogy? Is it a trilogy now? Uh, it's four. It'll be four. Four, four against Holloway. So, yeah, it's um, he's very much the the big gatekeeper at the top of this division. Mm. Mm. And Alan, you know, coming up, he was fourth uh, on a 10-fight winning streak, uh, but it was a big step up for him. It was very competitive, but, you know, Holloway being Holloway is just showing that uh, Volk is really the only guy to, to beat him recently. Yeah, it seems in the featherweight division that it's uh, 1A Volk and, and 1B Max Holloway. A lot of people kind of speculated that Arnold Allen might go out there given that long win streak, which included names like Cal- Calvin Cater, Dan Hooker and the like. Uh, he hadn't lost uh, any any fight uh, since 2014. He was undefeated in the UFC yeah, up, at, uh, up until that point. So. Uh, and it's just a real testament to the class and the cardio uh, and the striking ability of Max Holloway. Yeah, just show, showed how the difference in how, how impressive he still is. So gets the win, keeps his name very much in that conversation for another title fight. Yeah, and if Volk isn't going to disappear and um, fight any lightweights soon, uh, then he's probably next. He'd probably get the winner of, of that, that upcoming fight in a couple of months. There's another featherweight, um, sort of the the well, not really the co-main, but the the lead up into it. Uh, the old boy Edson Barboza can still get it done. Did you see this? The, uh, yeah, a very classic kind of knockout knee from Barboza, and uh, you know, definition of gatekeeper, the guy that just sits in rank 14, <laughs> 15, and you have to go through him if you want to get a ranking. Um, yeah, he just. He either is losing to the big name guys uh, that are coming up through the division, or he blocks those guys coming in and that sends them back. So, um, yeah, he's had a he's fought the who's who of the division and's been around for a very very long time. Um, but I well, now with the win, I don't think he's going to disappear anytime soon. For those so, that haven't seen it, uh, an all-time knockout. He absolutely ate a right hook mm-hmm. uh, at the same time as. Lifting his knee and uh, and poor old uh, Billy Quarantio, uh, he got sent to uh, the to, to the shadow realm with this one. Yeah, yeah. Billy tried a level change with a punch coming in and um, saw the Barbosa saw the takedown coming and need him in the head. Thirty-seven years of age, he still looks like he's got a bit of that dog in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just he was ranked fourteen. He'd probably bump up a little bit. Um, 
but like I said, he, he's there stuck as a is as you know that that gatekeeper veteran now, mm. um, and whether he wants to have some fun fights uh, uh, for the rest of his career. There was a couple of fun light heavyweights, uh, Azamat uh, Mirzakhanov getting the win, and uh, old boy, uh, oh yeah, I don't know, he's that old, he's early thirties, Eon uh, Kuteleba, the Moldavian, actually he's, he's, he's twenty nine. Uh, rejoining the the winners list uh, with a win against Tanner Bosa after a three fight losing streak. Mm. Pedro Munoz um, getting a job done against uh, he got high, highly touted uh, Chris Gutierrez. Yeah, and he got knocked down in the first round as well and mm-hmm. came back um, to to win a decision. So uh, yeah, another another guy kind of floating there in the middle of the the bantamweight division. So yeah, and then maybe the big. Talking point from uh, the the start of the main card, uh, Rafa Garcia uh, mm. defeating Clay Guida. So Clay Guida, forty one years of age. How mm. many fights did we say he had? Sixty one or something. Sixty one. Um, yeah, the UFC had miscounted his record. They had it as thirty eight and twenty, mm. uh, but yeah, they've forgotten the last few. It's thirty eight and twenty three. Sixty one fights. Sixty ones in the UFC. Well, sixty one in total. Just scroll. Can you scroll down? When did he start in the UFC? I think I said 06. Uh, from UFC 94, UFC 74, 60, UFC 72, so UFC came, 64. So, so when the UFC bought WEC, um, he came across with that. In uh, sort of 2006. Six, yeah. Wow. So he, that's a long time to be fighting and there's a lot of fights in there. What was his record there? 21 and 6. So 21 and 6. So what's that, Pepe? Quick math. Oh. 34 fights. 34 fights in the UFC. Uh, yeah, so 27 less 63. Oh, no, I did 30, 61. Sorry. 61. I had 61 in my head, so 63 minus 27 is 30, 36. 37, I think. All right. Quick oh, math. We don't do quick math on this podcast. It's fucking 10 o'clock. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I don't think any formal uh, leaving of the gloves in the octagon, but... That may it's be, pretty close. May be the last time that we see Clay Guetta. Yeah, see what you got there, monks. If uh, if there's retirement on the uh, on the horizon, you'd think so. One of the great brawls, really, in, yeah. uh, in UFC history. Well, which is crazy well, to think it, that yeah. he, he had thirty five plus a couple fights in the mm. UFC uh, for a brawler. Like he's been in some absolute wars, fought the who's who of the division all the way to the top of the division. Um, like yeah, he's a he's a very fun fighter to watch. Um, unfortunately, his recent form is lost, win, lost, win, lost, win, mm. lost, lost, win, loss. So, yeah, it's kind of very – he's just stuck at the moment. A little bit of a fun talking point there. Thank you, Richo, in the chat. Uh, what's the case? WWE and UFC, uh, the parent company, mm-hmm. something going on? Yeah, you, UFC is owned by Endeavor. Uh, they, they've – Bought the majority share from the from Vince for the McMahon's, um, so fifty one percent. I think McMahon's still forty nine, and they're going to create a new company which goes over the top of them. So some variant of Endeavor, essentially. So it's fun. Uh, and then yeah, they had WrestleMania, which I think was like a three day event um, mm-hmm. a, a week ago. And yeah, we got free televised down here, so uh, I did tune into a little bit of that. A little bit of Logan Paul off the top rope going through KSI on a prime bottle. So those boys <laughs> know how to promote their shit. <laughs> yeah. so, 
The other fun thing I wanted to cover out of this USC fight was Zach Cummins and Ed Herman uh, both retired together. Uh, which uh, I think thinks uh, first. I can't say I've ever seen uh, that happen where um, two blokes retire at the same time. But yeah, they both took their gloves off. Both you know, a bit of an emotional moment. I had a hug, um, knowing that they, yeah, that was the last time that each grates the the cage um, and against each other uh, was a bit of a nice moment there in the undercard. Uh, on retirement, uh, Clay Guida did take his gloves off at the end of the match. He did. But it was as a trick. All he wanted to do <laughs> was say happy birthday to his mom, <laughs> And he wanted to trade gloves with um, Garcia for a good fight. Clay, April Fool's Guida. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, apparently Dana wasn't too happy about it. Yeah. Uh, Zach Cummings, 38 years of age, uh, confirmed him and Ed Herman, 42 years of age, uh, hanging out the gloves. Mm. Well, watching the fight before, it seemed like they were just – it was like a really hard fight just back and forth. Yeah, turn off. Heaps of knock out, uh, knockdowns and stuff. Yeah. So one hell of a last fight for both of them. Mm. Yep. Oh, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun fight there in the light heavyweight division. Uh, so we finished with some YouTube boxing. Mm. Uh, it was announced during the week that Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz has been confirmed at 185, I think was the weight which is big for, for Nate, you know, mm. traditionally fighting at 170. But he's also a very tall man. Mm. Uh, be, I think Jake's – was Jake six foot or was he 6'2"? Maybe they're both 6'2". Because uh, I, I, I know Nate's 6'2". Um, uh, very lanky Nate Diaz and, of course, has a history of uh, boxing prowess. Um, yeah, it's probably a bit hard to slap a bloke in uh, boxing gloves, but – uh, I think this is a fun fight. It's, of course, been there. Uh, some chat about Nate Diaz wanting to, uh, you know, have this fight and then go back and win win his belts. So maybe he returns back to the UFC. There's some, you know, conversation about that. But he's booked uh, against Jake Paul in August. Jake Paul goes back to fighting um, semi-retired uh, MMA fighters. <laughs> uh, and then uh, to, to keep that storyline going, KSI has his fight on May the 13th against an actual boxer, uh, Joe Fournier, I think mm-hmm. so you say his name. Um, so that's coming up as well. You know, win there, win there. They keep that going. Um, I think it's interesting the timing of August for this Jake Paul fight. I thought maybe it'd be sooner so that they, if, you know, both win, then they do the KSI fight at the end of the year. But since it's August, probably makes, if they both win again, uh, maybe KSI fights again this year and then they're targeting early next year for their uh, hopefully eventual uh, fact that they can fight each other and then maybe the UFC, um, their YouTube boxing will slow down a little bit um, as the two prominent names on either side of it, uh, America and Europe, essentially pushing pushing it forward. But that's that's YouTube boxing. Monks, anything in the F1? Uh, no, not really. We've been on a bit of a break since the Australian GP. Uh, we've got um, the Azerbaijan uh, Grand Prix in Baku coming up at the end of this month. Um, a weeks away. Yeah, a few weeks away. No real news last couple of weeks on anything too too big. Uh, there um, was a few comments. Uh, George caught up with uh, another joker in Djokovic. Yes, the tennis player. Um, <laughs> and they, uh, they were talking about, you know, what are you like – Joker essentially asked him, what are you guys doing at the moment? He's like, well, we're kind of on holidays. We're coming back to Australia to go to here and then we go to here and here. And he's just like, why do you guys move around so much? 
And George is just like, no, oh, I don't make the decisions. Because um, mm. I think it's a been a pretty well-known um, uh, known uh, fact. No, or issue. Issue in the F1 that it hops around between the continents. It doesn't really have uh, – let's consider it tours where, you know, you do your Europe tour, you do your mm. Middle East tour, throw Australia in there somewhere, then you go do the Americans um, yeah. as, as that. So uh, it's yeah. travel – F1 wanted to be carbon neutral. There's more conversations about that coming up. And the drivers, of course, don't want to, you know, be hopping between countries because I think they'll, they'll do, you know, America, uh, you know, UK, yep. Europe, back to America and do that a couple of times. And, yeah, it just kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, so after Azerbaijan, they go to the US uh, for the Miami, Miami Grand Prix. Jeez. Hmm. Uh, and then they have three races in back in Europe and then they go to Canada um, and they come back to Europe for a few races oh, for most of the season. Um, and then they go to Singapore. They do a little tour of Asia with Singapore, Japan. Then they work their way back to Qatar. Mm. But then go back to the US. Um, so there, there is there is a bit of – there's yeah. two races in the US and they do Mexico and Brazil. So they're kind of on the same side of the planet to do those four towards the end there. Sounds like they're a ways off carbon neutral. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the way that it's set up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, that's that was kind of a little bit of in the talking point. But at the moment, F one's been a bit quiet as they move everything mm. across for the Abidjan um, Grand Prix. That'll do us here on the Esky. Thank you to those that have joined in the comments. We do appreciate it. Uh, check us out on the socials. Uh, we'll be back next Sunday to wrap up the week that was in footy cricket NBA playoffs NBA mm. uh, NFL draft upcoming mm. uh, EPL starting to heat up and oh another ton is that new uh, yeah. Venkatesh Iyer just tunned up for in KKR in tonight's IPL game uh, what have we got next week Anzac Day Anzac mm-hmm. Day big 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 mm. big games on Anzac Day uh, number two in the AFL, take on number three in uh, in Bombers and Collingwood. D-Day yeah. for the Dragons <laughs> and Hook. And uh, look, as yeah. per earlier in the show, if they get tailed up, uh, there may be talk or maybe confirmation of a new coach there at St. George Illawarra. NBA playoffs will have a pretty good sort of look at uh, who's going through from those, uh, from those early series. Fixtures. Two weeks away, NFL draft. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. So <laughs> we've we got, we got to preview it next yeah. week. Yep. Have to. Yeah, have to. So have do to your reading. Uh, any NFL fans out there, have a look. Uh, obviously the likes of Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Anderson. Anthony Richards is the, the wild card. So mm. see whether he goes early or goes late. Bit of fun. There's always something happening in the wide <laughs> world of sports. There's always something happening here on the ESCII. Thank you to those that have listened live and those that are catching uh, mm. the show on all reputable podcast platforms <laughs> until <laughs> next week. Only the reputable ones. <laughs> yeah, the only, yeah. As opposed to uh, podcasts are us. <laughs> this, this is getting pretty drippy. Anyways, who's, who's illegally streaming our yeah. podcast? Yeah. <laughs> VPNs and shit. Yeah. Crack, crack streams. Mess streams. Mess streams. Um, at messstreams.com. Uh, <laughs> Until that time, uh, lay off the meth and uh, 
<laughs> listen to the podcast and check us out on the socials. All right, see you then. Uh, bye. Bye.